All right, all right, everyone. Uh, welcome, welcome uh, to episode 81. Obviously, I think, and I say that all the time, right? Uh, most people are pretty aware who those two guys are, but uh, for these maybe three guys that might just be on here that don't know, I'll uh, just like give you like a super short introduction, I guess. So, Asher is the Sky Marshal has been for a long time for the Imperium, which obviously the strongest coalition in the game. Just saying, right? Um, and from my to just give it like like a little bit of an insight from my point of view, he's surprisingly easy to work with, right? You would expect someone would have like a massive ego. I mean. Maybe I should say you do have a massive ego, but it never gets in the way. It never gets in the way working with you, which is super nice. Uh, I think you have to have a, a big ego, um, you know, if you see um, all the supers of the Imperium and, and stuff, or like at least control them. Uh, and then our second guest, uh, Jay, he maybe even he FCs maybe supers uh, even even more than than Asher does, but um, I think a lot of Jay's work is more in the background that people might not even see from the outside. Uh, which, like a lot of it, has to do with like FC team management and uh, you know finding new talent or like. Not necessarily finding new talent, but identifying talent, and uh, you know, knowing who to um, enable an FC team and stuff like this. I think it's a it's an important role, and it makes me wonder too if we should have that one guy in control for in it to like you know take care of like uh, who to um, you know who to support, who to push a little bit as an FC and so on. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's smart to have like one guy, maybe not exclusively, but like mostly in charge of that. Uh, and Jay, is that an official kind of thing that you're doing or is that just like, it just happens to be you and everyone's like, you just go with it. Uh, that was my official job when I was hired as a director. But, um, as you said, I do a lot of things in the background that many people don't see. Yeah. Goons love those official like roles right you split everything up into roles and like it's, yeah everyone's got their their own little little portion of it it's it's so different to in it uh, we kind of wing in it we kind of get away with it most of the time yeah but uh you know we don't have like a specific role for everything it's always as, as a team which is not always it's not always the easiest way for example when there's like new fcs coming up and that's that would be actually that's the first question I've got on my list. Uh, is did there did we have like a lot of FCs coming up, and when they come up, like like how do you support them? How do you like nurture them? You know what I mean? Like how do you get them to a place like where they can actually you know uh, live up to their potential? I guess. And uh, yeah. It's about uh there there have been a lot of new FCs recently. Both sides of the war have seen a massive number of people that have stepped up and done things. Um, in terms of pushing people and knowing what to push them towards and stuff, that that is a little bit tricky. Uh, sometimes people think they're ready for one thing, and then you're like, okay, we'll try it out and see how it goes. And then they 
you know, they feed a fleet or whatever, and you have to deal with that. But so most people, I'm pretty good at uh, putting them into a fleet doctrine and fights that are good for them to grow and learn things. So do you tell them, like, do you give them tasks? Like, how do you do it, actually? Well, well it's based on hostile forms. So if we see a, a hostile form or, like, a hostile fleet of an equally skilled FC, you could, you know, poke someone that I know is around and be like, hey, you should go fight this or whatever. All right. Yeah, you know what? I mean... But a lot of times chance... there are... Sorry, a lot what? of times there are people that they're, because they're willing to go out and you know grind a structure or in terms of an iHub that they get the fight anyway, and that's a that's also a good a good way of um, identifying talent because you realize how people will react under certain situations and pressures. Just being in space is a good way to get a fight. <laughs> like we killed the Titan the other day because we just were there. You know what I mean? And we almost killed another one. You know we missed what? the one Titan by like a ten seconds or less. That's something I always say to my guys in fleets. Good things never happen to those that are docked, right? They only exactly. happen if you're undocked. Like, you've never had a good fight inside a Keepster. Like, it just doesn't happen, right? Well, if you're so. the gunner, maybe. Oh, well, I mean, how, <laughs> how much fun is a gunner and a Keepster ever, ever going to have, dude, right? You, dude, Peter, you'd be surprised. Like, when during these fights, we have to, like, beat people away who want to be the gunner. Like, that, like that's, that's like, a, 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 prime, a prime role. Yeah, but want. but it's more. I guess yeah, all right. I, I'm, right. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're 100 percent right. I just. I, I just like to mean. be contrarian sometimes. Yeah. It probably like it probably feels kind of cool to do it once or twice. Yeah, I get it. All yeah. right. Yeah. And some people uh, are really good at it. Like Piercy just said, I love gunning. I know Piercy likes to do it, and like that's the thing. If you use the the gunner or the 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 citadels correctly, they can be so strong in a fight, right? Like obviously, man, we had a couple of big fights where some guy—it was just like some guy who hopped in that, like, you know, he was—he had roles, but he just wasn't someone we knew really well. And, and like a couple of times, like they just really bungled it. And it's—it's it's one of those things that it's actually like they—they really are force multipliers. So if if that person messes up, then it's actually a big deal, you know. Um, yeah. For instance, like uh, the turbo laser on the Keepstar, like that thing is a really powerful thing. The turbo laser. <laughs> caps are on grid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when caps are on grid, that's a really big thing. And if you mess it up, then then in, you know in tie dye, that's like a like an hour and a half or something until you could fire it again. And like yeah, it hurts. It hurts. So no, we it's it's actually something where where someone who's good at it can be a, a real useful thing. And you also have to you know that thing takes so long to lock things that in tie dye having a sense of anticipation is also good. Um, uh, one thing you might like, Pando, is during the uh, during the M2 fight, we, we put our, all our Leviathans in their own squad and started, you know, using just the missiles, just to missile one ship. Because if you have them fire at the ship that the guns are shooting, the missiles yeah. might get there yeah. all after. But we also it. put the Keepstar in that squad because the keepstar has missiles as well so we, we all we, they, the, the keepstar does a lot of damage with missiles so you know we had it firing with our levies yeah yeah that makes sense like for our titan group i mean how many leviathans do we have and in it maybe three maybe five i'd say <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have a lot yeah, it's not a whole lot no um but like but, you know has, has has this war changed your opinion or like has every do you feel like shield or armor is like a solved question for titans and supers 
No, I don't think so. I don't think it matters too much. It's all about EHP and DDs anyway, right? So mm-hmm. the big advantage, obviously, in X47, we saw that, right? I think the it doesn't huge... matter as much now because the fax nerf was so big. Yeah. And you could just in- infinitely jump in Apostles from Nick Hours and rip one thing and have all the reps. Yeah. Doesn't that, like, be penalized? Yeah. It was, but one, one was, was superior. Sorry, Jim. Yeah, totally. Wasn't having only one was superior, but now isn't that actually wasn't actually a big buff to armor titans? Because um, since you can only get like say thirty faxes at max, and that's probably too many, but just let's just say thirty faxes before the reps just are totally f- falling off. Um, yeah. Uh, on an armor titan, you can have thirty shield faxes repping it too, and although it's not nearly as efficient. At least for us, and I think I think after we started doing this, pretty much everyone started adopting it. You know, we every we dual has ours. A, yeah, and every and, fax has a um has a shield rep on it too. Right. right. So, you know, our titans, our armor titans can catch shield reps, and it's just like getting effective HP. Whereas, you know, a a shield titan cannot catch armor reps. You know, like by the time you punch through the shield, it just dies immediately. So. Yeah. It, it might that that that's an advantage to armor titans, right? Well, I mean, you could say the same the other way, though. Like, if you put an armor tank on shield titans, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. You can't like, you, if you take off PDS from the loader, put armor on. Yeah, you're dead. It would just you immediately blink out of existence as soon as you hit armor. Yeah, it's less obviously. And the problem is, yeah. like, to, to put on an armor tank, you need to take off power diagnostics, which are actually a pretty big part of your tank. Um, and to put on a shield tank on an armor titan, you don't have to take off yeah. any armor. That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I wanted to say about X47 was like, our big advantage there was we had both, right? Yeah. And that's why oh, we could sure. spec tank and they couldn't, right? They couldn't just yeah, go well, EM Thermal, right? That's why NC started getting Ragnaroks, right? Like <laughs> after they saw that, they're just like, everyone needs a Ragnarok now too. And that's why they have like a Ragnarok wing. <laughs> so. For that exact yeah. reason, because we could, we literally just, you know, tanked EM Therm and had way of, uh, a huge advantage because of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you remember when we told you guys you have to go EM Thermal and you guys, you guys didn't quite commit to it. We went completely yeah. EM Thermal and you get, you guys went like, I don't know, 80% the way and you left one hand now and you're like, no, 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 we don't want that hole, that explosive hole. And then your yeah. Titans died and ours survived. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, not, was, caution. I mean, not fuck yeah because your titans died, just fuck yeah because, like, even Bliss who disconnected, we saved his titan, even right? Yeah, that was like a big argument, I think, uh, at the time, um, of, of how much we should go into that. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it was 100% true. Uh, I think that's probably the last time that'll happen in, in Eve where you can just, well, maybe not the last time, spectating, but you, yeah, but you see, like, these really weird, uh, like low sec fights where where everyone's using revelations, so they have these really weird tank setups. So I guess you'd never say never, but that was a a really a, a one off and a very odd one. And trying to say let the four hundred million EHP Moloch. The first time he feared his Moloch, and then the second time he's like, no, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> he didn't have the balls. I remember. I gave him a hard time about it too. Yeah, it was kind of funny. But like, I made a fit for him. I was like, dude, it's so much EHP. You'd save so many lives. Right? He's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> and then you feel it yeah. the first time, though. If, if, especially if you ha- like, they have to doomsday it, right? Like, that thing had so much resist that unless they just doomsday it perfectly, 
you're gonna wrap it up and but, it's gonna just it's gonna think so much you more. know what i would have thought that killer i think killer b was uh, mostly in charge at the time right mm-hmm. so i would have thought killer knows that if this thing is tanked to the max he needs so many dds it is probably not worth it yeah. And if he DDs with anything less, then, you know, those DDs are completely wasted. So I think he would have just skipped it anyway. And I, I would have thought he, he would think, ah, such a big risk. We might just kill a Moloch. It's nice, but I it's not going to. Gonna... Uh, yeah, we, I was we, yelled we... at quite a few times. I was like, it's just DD with the Molochs. You're fucking hilarious. We primaried one. Mittens was really against it. Like, he didn't yeah. want us to do it. And then we, we primaried one. And we had um, we had a a group of dictors tackling, um, you know the titans holding them down so they couldn't jump out in M two, and so we decided to primary. As I recall, we decided to primary. There were two. One was owned by Pittsburgh and some other one, and we thought it'd be super obvious that we'd primary Pittsburgh, so we went to primary the other one, right? And we told our dictors to tackle it, but they all tackled Pittsburgh, thinking that's the one we would <laughs> we would you know shoot. So we we were we you we, know we were like halfway through the armor. I don't remember how much we were we were killing it, and then jumped out because uh, the other one was tackled. And we were like, oh, dude. <laughs> and then Min's like, that's it, no more, no more Molochs. <laughs> so we're like, all right, whatever. He took the toys away from you guys. Yeah. Uh, I remember like M two for me was kind of weird, right? When the first M two kicked off, uh, which which you getting your beauty sleep. Like, so I came back, like, after, like, a seven-hour, seven-and-a-half-hour drive or whatever. I just, like, got home, got something to eat. Uh-huh. And then I, uh, what fleet was going on? I think Shines had a fleet out, and he said, like, hey, maybe you can do this and this. I was in some special shit. I mean, I'm usually in some weird shit, right? But mm-hmm. I forgot what it was, actually. Maybe it was some chemos, heavy chemos, maybe. I don't know. But the thing is, I wasn't that weird stuff. And then you guys were so onto that fight and stuff. And I didn't follow what was going on the last two weeks. I didn't, I didn't understand in a moment that it's a, it's a different timer, you know? For me, it was just yeah. like, oh, you're doing this every day. All right, let's, okay, let's do this. And then we were committed on the field. But kind of, I thought, if they want to commit, we're going to be so out of position because they can, you know, decide where to come in. And, um, you know, like I was like, the chances of this kicking off are slim. I'm in a weird doctrine. I'm completely useless here anyway. So I stood my guys down and went to sleep, actually. <laughs> and then the shit kicked off, right? I was like, oh, my God. What did I miss? <laughs> but, yeah, that, uh, was, that was the fun one, uh, the first one. The second one, obviously, like we... Uh, it was a disappointment. Like, it was really nice to kill all the Titans, obviously. But... Like uh, I had a I had a lot of plans that we dem- you know didn't get to use, and so to me it was a disappointment because you know as much fun as it was to just call free fire on Titans, which I've probably never done before in my life. Um, you know it it was uh, it, you know there was a lot of planning that went into that, uh, sort of like what happened with their final push. Like as you know, like we we did a lot of planning to stop the final push, and then no push came right, and so you have Dude. all these plans that are just sort of sitting there gathering dust now. The thing, the the discussion I had with Shines, and Shines predicted it perfectly, I gotta say. I mean, it was either or, right? So their final push, I was like, what if they do this? And I laid it out, like, what would we do, right? Drop aspects, like sneak aspects. Like, there was a little bit of downtime in between, right, before the final push. So I thought maybe they used that time to sneak in aspects in every kind of position and 
um, yeah. those nesters to refit and like maybe they needed some tools to be in place first and now they're ready right that's what i thought yeah we were we were very concerned about that too like yeah so yeah i know we talked every wild theory of what they could be doing yeah, yeah I mean, we, we talked about <laughs> it, having yeah. dread groups and like how about in its um, like maybe should we move in its supers and titans or whatever right like like we, we threw around all these ideas and stuff and it was like grand plans were thrown around and then what happens in the end is like two fleets of 150 t3s and it's like that's that's kind of disappointing right so um, and shines mm. said right away like nope they're just gonna form up and do something to then you know say like oh yeah we tried and like call it off and i mean I was I was more of the of the opinion that yeah they would try and then if they would fail they would probably call it off but they wouldn't be as ready as they were that was surprising to me that the keepers were getting unanchored the same moment I thought that if they were gonna do that plan I think that show some you know that they lose a bit of skin over it you know that uh, jump like you know a hundred carriers in or something and see how that went therefore they can you know look at something and point towards it and be like hey that's why you know, yeah so was just too fucked but now it was just 800 ferroxes apparently so let's i mean let's lay it on how would we have done it and so my point was like if you anchor two aspers in every system and uh you know hit every gemma in all those constellations with like some t- t3s we would have to split up but then if you pin people down in 1dq which they did right they did that yeah. that part with the pharaohs and stuff. So, like, we would have limited tools to actually engage all the fleets and all the other systems. And then all they have to do is get one gemmer down, and then they would have an in, right? I mean, that's you know, we actually did this. Remember, like, we we attacked in tribute. We attacked their Sino Jam capital, and had to break in. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, like, like. Uh, it's been funny watching the people say, oh, you know, this is impossible, it can't be done, when, like, we literally did this two years ago, almost three years ago now, 2018. Um, or was that 19? I think it was 2019, wasn't it, Jay? Either uh, way. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah it, it all blurs together. But, but you know, we, we, like, for a week or so, they kept us out of their system. And I still, like, remember, like, just, like, this is the thing that, like, I always think about is, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do to win, we get like mocked for a lot on Reddit. Like I remember for like a week, they posted about how goons are so bad, you know, whenever we would like throw a bunch of fleets. Yeah. Yeah, Cause we would like, we would feed fleets to get in. It didn't work that, that time we tried again the next day. Like that was our thing. And like, and so, and we knew like, we have to like, we're going to have to take losses to break this jammer and get into their capital system. And for a week, they're like, oh, goons are so dumb. Goons are the worst. You know, blah, blah. It's the normal stuff you see on Reddit. Well, then then at the end of the week, we break it. They're like, okay, we're leaving. We're done. We're, we're evacuating tribute. See ya. You know, so. I mean, it's like if you have that economic advantage, you have to use it too, right? I mean, what's it worth if you, if you outcrap everyone, right? Which is the case, that was the case in Delft, definitely, right? What's the use if you're if you're not willing to also like pay the price to you know get some shit done? Yeah, I mean I agree with you, but I, I don't think it's like just a matter of out crabbing. Like I mean I don't think I don't th- I don't think that yeah, you that, know what I mean though. I, I know what you're saying, but I also think it's a matter of like will. Right? It's a matter of like do you have the the you know leadership and, and the line members who are willing to take those kind of losses 
day after day after day to achieve the goal like is a goal oriented group and like i think that's what sort of defines us more than anyone else is i think that we are goal oriented rather than result oriented and this sounds like just like a corporate meeting oh my goodness but but yeah like we we uh we try to go in and and, and achieve the goal and it, from the leaks that like we saw they're trying to go in and get good zico reports and, and like you know they succeeded in a lot of times at that objective yeah yeah it's like uh that, that first fight i don't know if you guys remember they had um it was like right at the start of their 3D push where they came in and we fought on the jump bridge when it was on the old Keeper's Run 3D. And we jumped in like some Hordreds and we were there in battleships, Eagles, Unions, and they were just in Ferroxes. And you know, they, they won that battle report and they mm-hmm. were very happy about it, but we were very happy when we killed like a thousand Ferroxes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know what surprised me a few times? I forgot, was it last episode, actually, that we talked about it? I'm not sure. Sometimes they refed a jump bridge. For example, in 1DQ, or was it 3DH? I think 3DHD had happened twice. They started refing the jump bridge, and they, they almost got there. And there was already losses, right? Let's say there was already 20 bill on both sides lost. Maybe they killed 30 bill and, and only lost 20 bill. And they're almost there. But then they call it off and leave. And that was always weird to me. Like, they didn't want to go equal on the battle report to get results, to, to get the um, objective, right? So they wanted to have that Isqua rather than actually the jump bridge ref. Right. And it's not even that it made a big difference, but I always thought that's, like, that's different to what we would have done, right? We would be There's like, few, 10 bill to ref the jump bridge in their staging? Yeah, we're going to yeah. pay that. That's all right, right? There's been a few moments in this war where I, where I just was like, you know, we're going to win this one. Um, and what, one of them was when they were attacking the 3 tank D jump bridge. This was like maybe May. And it was 10% armor, Pando. 10% armor. It's almost done. And they just pulled out. They're like, oh, we're, t- we're taking too many losses. Yeah, and I'm like... Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that uh, Ferox fight I was talking about with the jump bridge. Right. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... and I just, I just like okay, I was like after that I'm like all right we're gonna win this war like you can't, um, like a couple other moments that that came to mind was um uh, like when I jumped into T5ZI from the other side of 1DQ and this is when morale was pretty low on our side and 1DQ was like bubbled to death and camped by like 30 40 people and T5ZI had one small anchored bubble and three guys on the gate. And I'm like, I feel like this is just indicative of 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 like will, that the kind that wins wars. And um, another time was when Jay got an autographed picture from a, fa- a sort of famous meme goon. Um, and Jay, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. From, <laughs> I don't know uh, if I should. What's yes. his name? I have a signed picture of Micromancer oh, yeah. laying on his bed in his underwear. <laughs> and. It's a sort of famous meme picture. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when, when Jay got that picture, I go, you know, how do you lose with people like this? <laughs> so those were some of the moments I said, you know, we're going to win this war. Yeah, y- you know what? I have to admit, especially early on, I mean, so, I mean, this episode, I had, a, I had that in mind as like a war recap, right? So maybe we should even like start, talk about the start, how the war started and all that stuff. 
But I have to admit, at the beginning, especially after Fountain, I felt like, oh man, if they if they're patient enough, I mean, they were kind of patient. Right? You gotta give it to them. Like it took them a long time, but they they stayed for a long time. So um, you know, I thought like if they're patient enough and they keep going. It's like I didn't I didn't necessarily believe after Fountain and uh, I mean maybe we should talk about uh, Fountain or uh, how this whole war started because I think that's one thing people don't talk about anymore is like why did this war even start right people always say like yeah it's the nip slip right but yeah, yeah. why why did the nip slip even start and I think well it's actually a lot more interesting now that we've seen that document don't you think Pando which document. Oh, uh, their, their, their planning yeah, their document plan. got leaked. Yeah. Well, that, but that was after... So, I'm, I'm not sure what the date is on that document. When did they make those those plans? Like, I think that was like either like, like really early June, I think. I think that was really early June. So, so from so my about perspective... So, the war. So, there's several reasons why this war even fucking happened, right? So, from my perspective, it was we didn't look strong, right? That was one of the reasons. Because when uh, Horde with, what's his name, Alpha Star Pilot, they deployed to, um, what was it? Pure Blind. Pure Blind, exactly. And for us, it was such a long way to get there every time. So whenever mm-hmm. we travel all the way up there, they can decide for like 20 minutes, they can just see our fleet and then decide, do we have more numbers? We engage. Do we have less? Yeah. We don't engage. So you cannot win a in quotes, war like that. But we had to do something because FXR had the Keepster there and all that stuff, right? So we were kind of forced to do something, but it was almost impossible to do something like really good, right? So we looked, we didn't look great there. And then this developed into the next step when kind of Snuff fucked around with our stuff too, right? And then you guys got involved too. And then Snuff and Losek, they're always tough, right? You never look good against Snuff. No, on average, no. on average, against Snuff and Losek. You can catch them here and there, but it's tough, right? So we didn't look good in those two examples. And I think that was one of the reasons um, why they felt like they can actually do this, right? And then. Yeah, I mean, so go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, so like the pure blind thing, we needed those jump bridges in, in Cloud Ring to get there, right? And then Tess started hitting those jump bridges, which upset us because, like, wait a second, aren't we, like, isn't there some nip that we can't hit each other's shit? Because, like, so we certainly were looking to hit their shit, right? And we weren't allowed to. And they suddenly start hitting our jump bridges. And then it comes out, like, oh, yeah, Cloud Ring is actually not covered technically, right? It says home regions, even though we held Cloud Ring for, like, like over a year and stuff. And then we're like, hey, and we put pressure on you guys. I'm not sure if you took notice of that, but we we put pressure to get rid of that nip entirely. And we're like, I yeah, knew how frustrated you were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You made it very clear, Pando. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> so we wanted to get rid of that nip and test obviously knew we wanted to. So I think, and that's speculation, maybe, maybe one of the test guys wants to like confirm it or deny it. I don't know. But they knew that nip is only a matter of time till it's gone anyway. So they kind of felt like, okay, let's get rid of it on our terms, right? And since we looked kind of weak, like, you know, there's no other way to say it. we looked, we looked like shit at the time. So they think like, hmm, maybe there's something there, right? And they were looking for stuff to do. And they just had the contact, like the, the good fight kind of deployment against Panfam, right? And they were like suddenly like frenemies. And they got talking, and then it all developed into this the whole 
thing, right? And then, you know, obviously Viddy said, like I said on Titan in, what was it? In Stain, and it broke the nip, right? Um, yeah. I did sit on a Titan with a massive KK fleet, but we never bridged in, so technically there was no breaking of the nip. But, um, you know, I think it was like a combination of things, and it's not as, you know, straightforward as people might think, right? Yeah, I think one thing you alluded to is like, after after the casino war i felt this way before the casino war but after the casino war it was really obvious that like there was a glaring weakness at least in the goon part of imperium but i mean i guess it was cfc up to that point right there was a real glaring weakness where like the and i was talking to my fleet about this last night oddly enough but the problem with like blue balls and Helldunk is like yeah it maintains morale until it doesn't until you fail until you get hell dunked yourself and then it just falls apart. And and I felt like that you we had a lot of people who had been raised up on this sort of only winning type, you know, uh, uh, attitude that was really prevalent back then. And I hated it. I thought it was just... And, and I, I felt like yeah. the Casino War exposed it for what it was. That, like, as soon as we started losing fights that we couldn't win when there wasn't an option to blue ball and hell dunk, people just started fleeing for the doors. Yeah, who and, knows who still has that as NC, I think. I was yeah, saying the I same totally thing agree. about NC. I totally agree. Yeah. And so I, I became very determined that we should put ourselves in situations where we can lose and we can learn. Because I think you, you learn a mo- lot more from losing than you do from winning, uh, especially an easy win. Um, and so that's why we deployed to Hakkinen against you know NC, where they had their super fleet and we didn't. Um, and, you know, once again, same thing, you know, goons are so dumb, goons are terrible at this game. And then you alluded to it, you know, with the Jeff deployments, we're out there, NC has their whole super capital fleet on top of us. They can always, you know, they can always out, um, escalate us, but, you know, so, so they can essentially pull the, you know, we win the battle report anytime card and they chose to do so a lot. And so you had... You had a lot of people from what became Pappy feeling like, oh, these goons are terrible. Look at look at all these battle reports that they've lost. It's indicative of how weak they are. And personally, I'm sitting there going, they do not understand. They don't get what we're doing. And you talk to a lot of our guys like that started on, like a lot of our FCs, the newer FCs, started on that Jeff deployment. And they had to learn how to fight outnumbered. They had to learn how to keep guys motivated. And they had to, like, you know, they had they had to become stronger, in, that, in my opinion. And so I have tried to sort of inculcate that as much as I can in the culture. And I think I've been relatively successful. Um, and when it came, when the rubber met the road, I think it paid off. We had guys who knew what it was like to lose. And they knew what it was like to overcome. And they also knew how good that felt to win that outnumbered fight and to work towards winning that outnumbered fight. Like you might lose this one, you might lose this one, but you're, you're paving the groundwork because the next one you're going to turn and you're going to win outnumbered. And that feels a lot better. Yeah. And we have so much, like we had so much of that, this war that I felt like, I felt like I really gratified to have like pursued that strategy. And then I I think it paid off, but I think what you said where they viewed us as weak because of that was totally true and very incorrect. Yep. And uh, I'd agree with that. I think, uh, I don't know if anyone else shares the opinion. I'm sure there are people that don't, but I think our mid-range FC is uh, probably some of the strongest in the game. 
because yeah. they fought this war. Um, I always said to anyone that, that asked me on Pappy's side, uh, they were when they were were they good fight. I was like, it was a good fight, sure, but you know, you you didn't learn anything, did you? If you you know, you've got an extra fleet and a half shooting by one fleet, you didn't learn anything from this fight. So once you yeah. reset everyone, good luck fighting outnumbered. It it was it was super apparent once their once their morale started tanking and they started fighting, you know, really. Uh, <laughs> I just saw you smile when I talked over you, Pando. Sorry. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's super. It was super apparent once their morale started tanking, uh, and they started having to fight with closer to equal numbers. That those FCs who had been doing that for a, a year did not have any idea how to fight on relatively even turns, even when they had a small advantage. That's exactly what I kept telling our guys. Like, what are they ever going to do Like, if they don't have the numbers advantage anymore? That's what I kept saying. Like, I don't know, every fleet, but, you know, every second fleet, the guys, there's probably a couple of guys that were in fleets where I said it. Um, they're right here, they can confirm it. Like, I kept saying, like, what are they? They're going to be so doomed if they ever have to fight outnumbered. Like, they, they can only, like, do this. But what if they don't pull the numbers? Then it's yes. all then it's all for nothing. Like they can't do it, right? It's like impossible. It's like they might just give up right away. But we kept we kept doing like in it, like wherever we deployed, we never deployed into a spot where we would have the numbers advantage, if you think about it, right? We deployed. Yeah, you don't to want catch. to punch down. Yeah. And then like we exposed ourselves knowing I mean, obviously like when we talk about catch deployment or uh, human, it's like to drag people over there, right? So you don't want to use more people to drag less people over. Like, so that would be kind of dumb anyway, right? Like, what is the worth if you if you take like 500 people out of your fleets to drag 200 hostiles out? Like, then, you know, you're kind of crippling your own fleets. But, um, you know, it's like, it's exactly what you said. I 100% agree. Um. Yeah. Hey, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we all agree on this. <laughs> <laughs> the agreement podcast with Pando. I could throw out something controversial if you want to have like a, a disagreement. We could we could talk about Fuck something yeah. controversial. I like to disagree. Yeah. Um. I don't have anything actually. <laughs> Couldn't think what of anything quickly. I um, thought you had something specific in mind already. No, 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 no. I was just, I was just, I was just BSing. Uh, right. Can I, can I address what some guy asked in chat a little bit ago? He asked me to sure. explain what went wrong with Operation Enho. Yeah, we that might was just jump we, um, back and forth here. So it's, yeah, I think it's fine. Operation Enho was when we did the Tyson Titan Boson trap, where we uh, surrounded their super fleet and tried to boson the whole fleet to death. Um, what happened was there was like a bug in the code with with how fighters receive damage. Um, I, I don't know the exact terminology, but they basically had like an invulnerability frame. And if if a bosun hit a fighter, it sort of turned off all the damage from the bosun. And we uh, we wanted to kill all their fighters after they dropped them, so we waited for them to to drop fighters. Um, so that's why it didn't work was because of bug in CCP's code. It wasn't like what pro God said, where we didn't read the server weather or didn't understand that. Like, you know, I, I don't Nobody know if you remember making a, a smug post about how, how they understand server weather, which I love that he made after that. Because yeah, I know. Back, I know. It came I, back to haunt them in such a great way. I thought that was so funny. I like PG. I really do. Right. But sometimes he he's says my favorite that... FC. Sorry, Pando, but he's my favorite FC. I love, I know. I love his like, day. 
I love his 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 inventiveness and willingness to try things. And it doesn't matter if it works or not, dude. He is he is hilarious. I love that dude. I like yeah. I, I would I would have to invent PGL if he didn't exist. And you know, sometimes but, he says outrageous shit and it comes back at him and he's like, Alright. Dude, right. that's the best thing. I'll be like, quiet for the, a week. the lamest thing is to go like out there and, and like only talk shit after you've won, right? Like that's so lame. Like like say something before it's happened so people can come back at you. That's much better, and you know he'll do that. Like we're we're we have like a whole like like billboard or not billboard like there's a whole board of PGL talking points that we can now be like, <laughs> look how dumb this sounds now, you know. And it, it, that's actually a lot of fun. So you appreciate people like that. Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what the boson trap thing? I got really good footage of that, and I mm -hmm. started making a video of it. I mean, but. I never really finished it. There's like a a beta version of it, which like I wasn't quite happy with it. But I think I'm gonna play this uh, at the end of the stream. If you guys remind me, right? I have to set it. I'd up. love to see it. Like I yeah. think I, I think that like a lot of us are really proud of that. Like the group that organized that. We yeah. It's a shame that the bug ruined it, but it couldn't have been better executed. It was. It was. You know. I know. I'm. You'd see that in here. the video too. And you know what? But, my my advantage was, I have really I've got the perfect footage basically because I knew it was happening, right? Yeah. And I was only in a fucking uh, retribution because I lost my bargain already, so I was <laughs> like, might as well get some fucking good footage right here, right? So I just like didn't have to see anything, so it was just like taking footage. So the the camera angle, everything was quite nice. On a controversial <laughs> opinion, it fell because we missed. Oh, there you go. That is uh, the, the. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love that take. You'd see also that you didn't miss. No, you you like in that footage you can also see. I think all the bosons in that you can see in the footage actually hit. Yeah. So, yeah, I might uh, guys remind me of it at the end, right? I'll uh, I'll play it then. Even though don't get, don't expect like a masterpiece, right? This is like a raw kind of thrown together to see if the concept works. But so, might yeah, as well show I, I, it. Someone in chat says, I said this, and it's very true. I said, guys, something is about to happen. If you believe in a deity, we could use some prayers right now. That was 100% what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it looks sexy. and I was like, just sitting there, please, please. But I gotta be honest, I did have the feeling, like, I don't trust Tidai ever, right? Yeah, and no. I mean, there is we, something we... to the argument of saying, like, yeah, we, we knew, like, nobody knew. But everyone, like every FC, would have that feeling, saying, "I don't know." I we don't all know. did, and yeah. we had the meeting. You know, we had the meeting before, I and we were like, yeah. "We were like, you know, hey, um, every person here needs to be on, like, aware that their Titan is dead before they go. Like, it, if it succeeds or if it fails, your Titan is dead, right? And then th that's it. And and if you." Uh, you know, one thing, one thing that actually is, it was a shame about that fight was their Titan positioning when they jumped in was so terrible. If we hadn't just just been gutted about the failure, if we just pushed all in with our Titans, we could have actually had a really big victory, even even considering the, the Titans that we lost before that. Like they they jumped in in a really bad formation. Yeah, and then the dread um, brawl on the fort. You know, yeah. there was already so many dreads on that fort that was kind of interesting, right? 
I was using skating dreads. Like I was pretty happy with that. Uh, we had we had dreads that were sieged and sliding away oh, from yeah. their dreads. Um, yeah, we used like heated prop mods on our dreads and sieged them. And like they dropped short range dreads on our dreads, and our dreads heated props for like three cycles and sieged. And so they were sliding like about 150 kilometers away from their short range dreads. Yeah, I've there was some pretty good stuff going on that fight. Yeah, I've thought about that against uh, like Keepstars to ref Keepstars with because Keepstars yeah. don't apply shit if the dreads are moving properly. And um, to DD one dread, you know, whatever, right? One of them is going to get DD'd, but the rest, they're going to apply. So when we did the whole NPC dev uh, Keepstar thing, I was thinking maybe that's the way to go, but there was so much DPS on the field. Like before you cycle your prop mod, the dread was already dead, right? So. I guess I can uh, I guess I can share this now because uh, uh, before the last the the the, the Keepstar and YZ9 that eventually ended up anchoring because they got CCP to change the rules for them the bubble wrap one, um, Globby and I spent like I don't know six or seven hours and we bookmarked this spot on the Keepstar where if you warp into it you bounce off you always bounce off one way or the other. Oh. Um, and you bounce off at incredible speed, and so we were, we were warping Moroses in and sieging as we hit the spot, and then it would shoot you out at about eight thousand meters a second. Yeah. Um, and so we were going into, and so what we did was we we had Moroses with hull tanks and the CHEs, the the capital uh, hull energizer, the damage control, and we calculated that basically as soon as you hit the thing you could hit the capital damage control and it would you know it would cycle until you were out of range of the keep uh and so you could shoot the keep with the moros and it would bounce about it would bounce about 800 kilometers away in the one siege cycle and during while it was in range of the keep star it would have about 9 million effective hit points so they would have to throw five doomsdays at it or uh and some of them would whiff. So we were going to do that for the fifth keep star, but it, it ended up being they got it online because of the bubble wrap. Yeah, that, that would have been that would have been really cool to watch. You know what? Thinking about that keep star, um, the keep star thing or the, the NPC that have keep stars. You remember mm-hmm. the first one they anchored? I the first one that I we tried killed, to or? Com- I, the I, first I, one. Yeah. yeah, the first one we killed. So we I weren't ravens. Like a minute. And I tried to convince you so hard to not also bring ravens or something to ref, but just mm. to bring something to cover those ravens. And I still think we would have traded like way better. We tried, we did trade okay for the first one, actually, right? I forgot what it was. I think it was 400 bill, 150 or something we, like this. I think we lost 500 bill is what we lost, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't all too bad. 500 bill to kill a keepster in NPC Delph. You know, it's yeah. a trade we were willing to make, but so no, yeah, for sure. If we would we, have we, we traded, traded a lot more happily, right? <laughs> yeah, if we would have traded way better though, yeah, would they have rethought the whole thing? Would they have said like, "Oh shit!" Like if you we... might, you might be right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like it, it's very possible. There's always these what ifs in those fights. I know. Like, in and, hindsight, of course, right? I mean, yeah, like I know. I remember you saying it, and I just personally. I thought it was better just to have everyone put the damage on the Keepstar and, and make sure it didn't anchor. Or actually, that wasn't even that we caught that one on the drop. That was a drop timer, not even an anchor timer. Yeah. But oh, um, yeah. yeah, like we 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 just happened to catch it. It was like what, like twelve hundred or something. Yeah, I was um, uh, a camp. I was camping on PC Delph. So we thought they might try something like this. 
Yeah, and I was like, I was having insomnia, so I was just awake, right? So like, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it, it worked out pretty well because I was able to form in like three minutes, and then you came in the Ravens, right? And we had we had RR and Jakaris and Serbs, if I remember correctly. So there was a whole, but we got the thing that was pretty awesome is we got it to fifty percent before tie dye kicked in. So basically, it was, yeah, we only had to do half to keep starting the grind. Yeah, remember there was another one. I felt, I think it was the third one or something. They put down. Yeah. We also paused and we got it done. Like we got so much progress done before their fleets actually entered field. Before the tie dye, yeah. yeah. And we got so much work done. I remember that. Yeah, those were the best ones. Yeah, um, yeah the, could, the one where they were early, we, f- <laughs> we fucking fell yeah. a lot. Yeah, because they, they can't get in it. They can't see the damage logs, so you can effectively kill it with blues, and we, we did that. Yeah, we yeah. did that too. There was some tricky Thankfully, stuff going on. Thankfully, they still kill me, because I didn't catch some of them, but they, they didn't catch the nicks that we used. Did Speaking they, of, like, yeah. Yeah. keeps their drops, and, like, uh, and them saying things are dumb that turned out not to be dumb, like them, them smugging on Reddit, one of the things that I really got a lot of pleasure out of was... Do you remember when they dropped it in 8QT and I made all the bookmarks and I, because I'm terrible at it, they just, they one of their spies deleted the whole folder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, that was, that's, that's still painful to me. But, um, I, you know, we were going to use the bombers on it and there was just so much derision to that. Like, th- that's the dumbest thing ever. That'll never work. And by the fifth one, they were they were asking CCP to change the rules on bubbles because they could do nothing about it. It was yeah. uncounterable. So like it went from it went from being this is the dumbest Asher idea ever to like CCP, please let us anchor more bubbles than we've ever allowed before because we cannot stop it. Yeah, because it didn't work the first time. Yeah, or it didn't yeah. work all that well right away. And because the, the bookmarks got deleted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you remember the scepters too, right? Like we came, yeah. we came up with the scepters thing, a thing, and we did the tyrannosis. But you guys came up with the same idea, and you did uh, raptors and, and um, yeah, but claws, raptors and claws, yeah. I told our guys, I was like, I wanted to hold our offside guys, like, hey, I need like 10, 20 guys, uh, super easy job, like, but I don't want yeah. more. Because then it would be obvious, like, why are there 100 scepters suddenly, right? That was the and then problem. we showed up, and you had scepters too, and it was just too many scepters. And then yeah. they, kept, they kept thinking, like, wait a second, what are your scepters doing here, right? And they realized the scepters are actually dealing a shit ton of the damage. Oh, some man. guy some guy actually messaged me. I don't, I'm don't. i sorry, I don't remember his name. I'm really bad with names. But he's after the first one, I think, or the second, I don't one of the earlier ones. He messaged me, and he's like, oh, by the way, I had this claw... And I was just orbiting it, shooting, uh, what is it, hail? I don't remember what the short-range ammo is right now. Just shooting, like, the high DPS ammo all the time with, like, 260 DPS. And they, like, they never shot me. I was always too fast. And I was like, I was like, really? And I, <laughs> I looked at it, and his fit was pretty, like, wasn't optimized for Garbage it. So I, I, yeah, so I, I came up with, you know, some some better fits for what we were going to do. And I told, like, like, I don't know, 20 people. And, and then the next time... I don't know, like 80 people came to do it because, you know, <laughs> the 20 people were like, oh, it was so great. They they tried yeah. to shoot me, but I was already out of the range with, after they locked me. They never hit me. It's yeah. like they, they, then it was like just a swarm of scepters. And they had to reship everything to kill the scepters. It was pretty yeah. funny. I think it was on Dominate and Merkwitchen bought them the first time and they were bragging mm-hmm. about it on Saturday Night Swarms. Yeah, all these colorfully yeah. guys showing up in The exact same thing yeah. happened to, uh, on our side because, I mean, if you think about it, the Ravens, they kind of work, right? Like, 
you have to yeah. warp in and then in Tida you don't want to rework uh, rewarp and then lock shit and then shoot again yeah. in the line and try to see the robot while the scepters they just orbit and hit f1 and they just lean back and watch a fucking netflix series or something like it's just so one. much more enjoyable so everyone was just sharing it to their friends yeah. right yeah my number one motto in eve is never let anyone know you're having a good time because they're either going to want to copy it or ruin it <laughs> like so that like, is so true that is so I true. don't i when we do reverse deployment i say do not post on reddit do not post battle reports do not brag anywhere do not tell them what we're doing <laughs> like i'm like these are the these are the like the conditions of this deployment is that you can come along and you can enjoy it and you can not talk in local you can never share it <laughs> you're bound to secrecy for life i don't say it quite that way but you know um i don't want you guys to talk about it because if you're having fun someone's going to want to come and join in the fun and then it's going to be a blob right or they're going to want to come and ruin it and then you're going to not be able to have fun that's what happens that's just, yeah i'm sorry I was no, just saying, that's what happens a lot with like smaller conflicts. You have to, two alliances mm -hmm. and they it just turns out to be good fights. And yeah. if you have, there's a certain amount of good fights you can have till someone sees it who's bored, right? Someone's sitting yeah. around bored. It's like, what can we do? And then he sees good fights there. And then they just pick a side and come in and there's no good fights anymore. It's just what happens. Well, a lot I think the other thing that happens a lot there is like the, there's, there's almost never two alliances that are exactly the same size, right? One alliance is like 20% smaller. And they're like, well, you know, it's only fair that we invite uh, yeah, this other yeah, group over yeah, to help yeah. us out. And then the, the other side of seeing them, like, oh, oh they invited other group? We're going to invite other group, you know, and that's how, and then it just spirals. Yeah, that's exactly what so, happens. It's just, I mean, it's just human nature. So, like, yeah. I mean, could you, like, is there a fix to this? I mean, there is no, not the no. way Eve is right now. But, like, let's say, let's say there's no kill mails or no kill boards, no nothing. Yeah. All that information is gone. So you fight each other and you can't even tell if you're fighting outnumbered. You have to kind of guess. You see it on field. You can just, like, take yeah, a D-scan. Right. But then, you know, you don't see the fight at the end and stuff so nobody actually gets wind Ima of it and all that stuff like would imagine that the propaganda it? i don't know imagine the propaganda if there was no z kill people would be like screenshotting the wrecks and like counting them that would be fucking like, nice. yeah it would be nice no 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 you know what they would do they would actually do the winner would put down a tractor unit and everyone just waits around the tractor unit to see how much loot they gather and then they're like yeah. look screenshot of my tractor unit that's what we looted from like the evil ghouls yes. <laughs> would be yeah, so funny 100 percent I mean, I, you asked me what the solution is. To me, the solution is what I said. Just don't talk about it. That's the best solution. It's not perfect, but, you know, keep your mouth shut if you're having fun. Yeah. I think it extends the, the time of good fights, probably. Yeah, you'll never, it's never, like, there's nothing stable in Eve, and it's good that yeah. there isn't. But it'll, it'll like, you know, uh, uh, extend your time. Yeah. All right, so we talked about, like, how did the war start? And if we go back... A little bit like i do have on the list like what did we expect them to do and like one of the things on my list is the 49 dash but i think that was just like we were just hoping we knew the chance was slim they would take that gate but uh you know that would have could have I been mean, I, the insta fight right once again i think that like yes you are right i think knowing what we know now it's unlikely they would have ever taken the gate but if <laughs> like the if they had done that early and forced that gate, like, yeah, they would have taken more losses than us, but they would have got in and, and they would have started running us over. Like, that's the thing that I, they're already starting to like have this narrative like that. Oh, this war was unwinnable. It was so winnable. Well, I, you know, it wasn't a tournament, I 
yeah when when we found out about it what did we found out about it jay like mid-june we we knew about it like two weeks before you know mittens yeah, like two, 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 two weeks before, yeah. yeah mittens was mittens was you know saying it was going to happen they were saying that's that's a lie right but you know um you know we we so we knew about it ahead of time and i go to mittens i go this is how they can win this war and there is absolutely nothing we can do to stop it right now the way we are currently configured like if they do it this way and i don't want to give my exact plan but like it was it was basically go faster like right it was basically eat, eat some losses in a few major fights and, and get yourself set up before we have time to fortify get people you know back and, and you know and they just at every every opportunity they chose what is, in my opinion, the wrong way, and I think it's kind Not of funny. Not necessarily like, the wrong, right? I th so I would say it all worked out till the first attack on a one DQ constellation, where they actually did get a time on the board. Remember yeah. the first time they pushed in? What was it? They reft. Oh, they could, they still they could have won then, but they put themselves in a, a harder position to win. Definitely, yeah. But like, it's, I mean, they took too much time over. Yes. Yeah, there, there were times I think in like I'll have to check my logs, but I think in like July-ish, like I was already mm -hmm. talking to Asher, like we don't lose. I think we're gonna come out of this war pretty good because uh, we get to rebuild somewhere. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were guys are kind of hyped, dude. Our, and then in November, dude, I'm like, in December, our high command was just like absolutely gutted. I was like, I was like cheerleading pretty hard then. Um, it's kind of funny because I'm like, I'm I'm a bit of a contrarian. So like, when our guys were like super super like like down in november i was like dude we can do this we got this don't worry about this and when we were like incredibly like we're gonna win everything after m2 i'm like guys we're being a little too crazy here let's bring it down <laughs> no. let's, let's, let's come back to reality you know um but i think yeah i think it was a, a lot of poor decisions especially regarding timing and appetite for loss and i think like one of the things about me when i when I'm doing something at a smaller scale, I really don't want to feed. I'm I'm very much against that idea. But at a bigger scale, I'm I'm very happy to push everything Which in. Makes no sense at all, but hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to push everything in to get uh, uh, like the objective done. And I, they just, you know, they they don't seem to have that sort of switch, which I think you need. I think you have to. When Eve gets big, if you want to accomplish an objective, you have to be willing to take those losses to get it. You remember, I mean, I talked about it before, I believe. My suggestion for the start of the war, what I wanted to do, which is, I mean, with the document that came out, it might have been what, like, kind of what they wanted us to do, right? Uh -huh. But you're talking about the. Because I know there's plans that you might not want us to talk about that we still, we still know, so I'll let you explain it. Yeah, okay, exactly. I don't, don't want to reveal any well, secrets that we could be using. So what I wanted to do is instantly headshot D-P. When yeah. they when they moved shit towards uh, catch, I wanted mm -hmm. to come in and just fucking headshot D-P. And the way we would have done it, I think the first version of it, which I tried to convince you guys of, I think the first version wasn't great. The second version, I saw. Maybe I should just say what it was like. So I wanted to go in. The first ref should have been like a standard doctrine kind of ref. Like if you surprise them, they don't expect you to ref the keepster. Nobody else is formed butt test. You can ref a keepster with munins and shit. It's not a yeah. big deal. Like we will lose some fucking munins. 
you bring some fucking DD sponges, right? Like so big uh, mass ships like scythes, for example, with like overpropped. They soak up those DDs. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna lose some fucking mutants, right? Who gives a shit? But you get the timer done, and then you've got to do two more timers. And I'm so my point of view was we should handle it as a wormhole eviction right so my fir- actually my first plan was like maybe we should bring in carriers and shit like this and you know do a different doctrine every time but that wasn't a good plan but the second plan was to just like handle it as a wormhole eviction fuck the ihub don't even go for that thing right it's like you're not gonna yeah. win the ihub timer just like get that gemma down and then live in that fucking constellation right just bring as many ravens in there then for the second timer and just live in there we don't even leave. Like, why would you bother with the Gemma if you don't have to get in? Because you're already there, right? So, um, so behind the scenes, I was I was definitely a big advocate for that plan. I I was I was on board with it, but I will say that I thought they would go a lot faster. And um, if they had gone sort of with a Blitzkrieg type strategy, I think that your plan was the way to go. I think that hitting them back, um, you know, when if I they're going to go push all in. But with the way they did it, <clears throat> I never felt it like there was a, well like like this, a great right? time for it. Yeah. That's exactly what I think, too, in hindsight. right? I also thought they're just uh, getting everyone together, and then they're going to move on fast, or faster, at least, right? So I thought our time is running out, really. I thought we have no time, and we have to do yeah. something right now. Agreed. Um, turns out we did have a plenty of time, right? Which was surprising. Yeah. So it kind of it worked exactly. out, like it, you know, it did all work out in the end. But uh, yeah, was this the longest hot war in Eve? I've been asking this question. Pretty much everyone has said yes. Even a lot of old timers have said that, I like, there's so. never been a hot war this long. I mean, there's been wars that have lasted longer, but it's been, you know, bits that you combine together to make a full war. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, I'm. I only started playing really at, like in 2010, so I don't know. Maybe that was yeah. something before that. But I yeah, I'm a 2009 person, but I wasn't involved in the Great War at all. So I'd be very surprised if any of the wars before that were this long, because I think uh, groups weren't able to, like in that short time, you didn't have any groups that were like like solid enough to withstand something like this for a long time. Yeah, I mean, just just you would run out of you know, morale and money eventually, right? That's the uh, yeah. Uh, so, Pano, I think I know the answer to this, but what's your opinion on the TTT? <laughs> I hate the TTT. Gotta Me be too. honest, right? Like, I Me think, too. I mean, first of all, it's. What's what? that, Jay? Something we will agree on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreement podcast. But, first of all, that CCP enables the TTT. I mean, now it's like kind of disabled for three months, I guess, but. Like, it's done. They're well in that Citadels or keep stars and high sake, like, who. You know, whatever. They're uh, just boiling that frog. Like they're not. There's, they're that TTD is never coming back. That's my. I mean, I don't. I don't have any insider information. I'm just telling you what my opinion is. The TTT is never going. You know, I would like that to be honest. The three month thing is just going to become permanent. I mean, I took offense really when I was like leading up to the war, before uh, Madrid. You know, I don't know. Became the Madrid of today, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, about the defend. I was like, I went on talking to stations because he didn't have the Imperium side on, right? So I was like, all right, yeah. let me at least like give our point of view. So 
And then he invited Willy on with me. I was like, hmm, you know, that's that's gonna actually like it's gonna it's a little weird to me, right? I never I never do that right. without telling both sides, but right. And then the TTT came up. I was like, I would love to kill that thing one day. I really would love to. And then he's like, yeah, like that's not a threat coming from you. I'm like, what? What the fuck? It's a keepster that has to be killed by subcaps. And like, we're the only guys who ever killed a keepster with only subcaps. So who else is a threat then, right? Like, I kind of took a little offense there. I gotta say, that bothered me a little bit. And what he, what did you get offense to? I missed that. I, don't understand. I didn't understand. Like, so he, like, when I said I would love to, to, to kill a TTT, he went and said, like, oh, that's not a big threat coming from me. And I'm oh, like, okay. Who, who else is killing keepsters with subcaps, though, right? And I mean, I is, there, is there any two personalities in EVE who have lost like more cachet, more, you know, just, just more general, like, you know, the way people think about them than Villy and PGL. Like, is there any more discredited, like two people in the game right now? Right now. Like, I think Sword Dragon is probably more respected than those two right now. Sword is all right. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I know, I think he's in your alliance now, right? But I'm, I'm not just sure saying if the that the, in the, lines, but, yeah. the general E populace does not think much of Sword Dragon, and he's still more respected than than PGL and Villy. If it's a matter of, yeah, you know, I think I don't know if we, if we want to talk about that stuff. Yeah, I think Madrill is not a bad guy, so um, I think he, he got he, you know he made a mistake, and from my point of view at least, to keep like he he's trying to be the neutral guy in the middle, but then he kept reinviting. Um, only puppy guys and I get it right his point of view would be like well all the Imperium guys didn't want to come on anymore and I'm like like why would I come on and talk for the Imperium like I did it at the start of the war to just give our like point of view on this whole thing but like I'm not the representative of the Imperium why would I come on and like you know you know act like I'm the grandmaster of fucking uh, you know Imperium so it was, it was always weird. He had some like some guys from Imperium who I like never heard of, who have no decision making, no, nothing at all, and they would yeah. supposedly be representing the Imperium side. I'd be like, dude, who? I don't think I've ever seen this guy in a fleet, much less like you know knows any special information. Um, yeah. but I did try to go on a few times at the start of the war or near the start, like you know, because he everyone knew what side he was playing for, but he did keep the veneer of impartiality and. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he he just he got a lot of hopes and dreams, uh, you know, tied up in this war. And I think I think as he saw that it wasn't going to be a victory, or it was possibly not going to be a victory, he started to get a little more a little more bitter. It seemed like. No, well, what I think is just the um, the mistake he made was he created an echo chamber and he didn't realize it, right? So he invited the 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 puppy guys on, or the you know whatever. And uh, slowly but surely, um, it you know became like a one-sided affair, and he only got that one side to listen to. And then you know it's easy to hate a character like Mittens, right? Mittens makes it easy for people, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest, right? That's kind of what he does. That's his job, almost, right? I mean, uh, PGL is yeah. the same way, right? Like we're just talking about how it's nice to have someone that you can sort of rally against and it's the exact same for mittens on our side right like he just yeah yeah you're 100 percent right yeah and then he picked a side and that's that was its neutrality like for a long time let's be honest for a long time he did a really good, good job 
staying neutral with targeting stations. Like, I, th I always thought, like, he balanced it out well. But uh, it wasn't easy in this war because like, everyone is on some side and our side just didn't, um, you know, bring on a lot of um, voices to his show and he wasn't aware that that was happening, I think. And then... Pando, I, I, yeah. I know you have really strong opinions about things. And I'm curious, like, what do you feel on our side was the biggest mistake we made this war? Ooh, the biggest mistake we made? Yeah. Uh, you want to be, like... I show I sent you the notes. You know what? Uh -huh. You know what what's coming, right? The dreads in fountain. I think that was all yeah, the yeah. mistake. Alright, let me explain for people what happened, right? So the fountain defense. It's I mean it was quite, quite tough. We had sh fucking solid numbers though, right? In it alone we had solid numbers. So yeah, I, I might people. You know what? I wanna wanna say we talked about that yesterday with some of my courtmates actually. There was two mistakes we made there, I think. One mistake was we didn't keep those ADMs in that constellation to absolute maximum. We kept them high, but not high enough. It, they should have been six all day, every day. They should have been fucking six. And then, so the defense plan was they moved a shit ton of dreads. They didn't have supers on our doorstep, while in its supers and titans went fountain. So our defense plan originally, right, Asher, was... <laughs> right. <laughs> you move a shit ton of fucking dreads from goons over with all your super and titan chars they would all have a dread or carrier in fountain so if hostiles wanna field caps you can neutralize basically right you can feel kind of the same numbers as panfam with dreads and carriers and then we would bring the advantage of all supers and titans in right that was the idea technically but mm -hmm. You never moved those dreads and carriers. So we were sitting there in Fountain. I was like, God damn it. Like, how are we going to counter all this shit, right? And then we made a little mistake in I'll take A in one specific fight where we lost some carriers and it was just like um, the Gemma got hit or something. We couldn't online at a time and they moved dreads around and, you know, we couldn't stop them really from doing that. And uh, we lost a bunch of carriers. It wasn't too crazy in the grand scheme of things. I think we lost like, I don't know, maybe maybe 100 bill. I don't know. I forgot what it was. We lost a couple of bill. And um, yeah, I think that was the biggest mistake we did. The fountain defense uh, plan, not sticking to the plan. And then maybe we could have also had a little bit better plan, but it's all hindsight, right? At the time, I didn't know. Yeah. Like we weren't used to being the defender either. Like we haven't done any defensive shit in ages. And that's another thing hostels were aware of, I think, um, pretty much, right? So it's um, interesting to think because yeah. Willie was Willie was a member of our RFC team for so long that he he knows that uh, the Goonswoman Wars historically has always been terrible at the start, but once they get going, you know, they're, yeah. they're kind of unstoppable yep. in many aspects. So I really think, like, if they pushed Delve immediately, I think they, they would have a lot better chance of winning. Yep, that's Instead their number one mistake, right? basis and Fountain and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, their number one mistake is they took too long. They thought they have all the time in the world and the, world, the time is ticking for them. That's their big error, I think, that, where they thought, like, oh, yeah, you're going to contain the contain thing. You know, that kind of showed their mentality. Yeah. They thought that the clock is ticking for them. And you know, not against them, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But it turned out slowly but surely they realized, oh shit, no, actually, you know, we are actually losing numbers compared to goons. Um, and um, yeah, it was one of Billy's favorite lines that he always used to say on these talk shows was uh, they're islanding themselves and they don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? From the out, from the outside, you know, people it like appear that way. Yeah. Yeah, it would appear that way, and, and and honestly, did and there was a possibility it would happen, and I think to many other groups it would have happened. Yeah, uh, Shines mentioned this is a good point. Is like, do re- remember for the first six months of the war, how like every Reddit <coughs> was like, I can't believe God, how so initiative can stay with these goons who don't care about them and who just throw them under the bus. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it was so great if they just went a group who would care about them, like Legacy or or Panfam, like or just go on their own. Like there, there was the most obvious, like uh, you know, counter. You know, I don't know what you call it, like. But they were just trying to do, run this whole like propaganda campaign for the first six months about how in it will flip. Yeah, the thing is, the, the dread thing that we just talked about, man, it was disappointing. I gotta say, right? And I also mentioned that before, both me and Shines, we went into this war basically burned out, right? From this whole like pure blind thing. And then like before the pure blind thing already, like we were like already, like we were, we were doing a lot of stuff and we had like plenty of stagings and stuff going on constantly and you know and then this developed and we were just like we were both kind of like oof now we start a war man i don't know right and we tried our best to to maintain the energy we had left but when this whole dread thing happens where we we just realize okay we can't just hold this because hostiles could just casually form a thousand people right especially at the beginning yeah. of the, the hype was real right and they just like oh yeah we, we form a fleet they just pinged once and get a, like a thousand people right now they're pinging like seven times and you know they might just get so the one thing it. about that the one thing about that dread thing was you know uh we had dreads in fountain like uh i like jay do you remember moving those back we had to evac the that dread cash yeah but how many was yeah. it right um it's like two or three hundred i think me and big bill moved them mostly with our alts yeah so yeah, well, the, the way i remember it is we you know we had them and we had you know the the opportunity to do them but we just never found the time that we're like we were like you know hey let's let's pull the trigger on you guys dropping the I mean, supers and titans like it never felt like had all these uh, these plans as well where we'd um i know we're using their carrier fleets to ref things uh-huh. the carrier fleets were just sitting on astro houses and they were like oh there's you know two well-placed boats here we'll fuck them up yeah yeah we, we moved all the titans and everything but there's it's one thing to say, hey, we could do this, and it's another thing to be FCing a fleet three regions away while that's happening, and also a lot want to do that, so it's, it just comes down to a time and yeah, I mean, personnel issue. I think 100, 200 dreads were probably not enough anyway, right? We kind of needed, like, the complete counter, to, like, we, we need probably more. We probably needed, like, 300, 400. Sorry to just I point do, you I about do. my size. I, I know. <laughs> But, yeah, I think that's what happened is that we just didn't like we saw how many even just how many dreads they had and and I think I think I was talking to Bliss at the time. I don't I don't know, I don't want to misquote him, but like I just think there was a general worry that like that we even with your supers and titans, we wouldn't have enough to uh to do it. Because um, I was pretty I was pretty keen on, on that on that plan, Pando, like um, you know, but uh it, it, I think the general feeling was, you know, there's there's a chance they could drop an actual a thousand dreads on the initiative Titan fleet and just wipe it out. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a possibility. Was a but yeah. so, like, but also, what I wanted to say was, 
the narrative they pushed of like, oh yeah, goons never helped in Fountain. Like, that dread thing kind of added some truth to it, right? Because like, I felt like you guys, like we should have had more dreads there. But at the same time, you guys showed up all the time. You sh you guys were there in subcaps. And then like, I knew you guys had some dreads there and stuff. We just couldn't stick to that plan quite. And I think because we had such a long time working together, like X-47, like all these kind of things, right? We, like, even if there's mistakes like that or, like, you know, I would call it a mistake, I guess. Um, like, there's, it's not the end of the world, right? We can't move on from that. We're like, all right, you know, it didn't work out and we have to fucking evacuate Fountain. And then for me and Chines, it was like, after Fountain, it was like, energy management really right like okay now yeah. we can like breathe and you know take our time a little bit recover you know obviously we did that for our guys too and yeah Panda, i felt like you were you yeah. were very burnt out like, yeah oh, i was dude i like uh, first of all these kind of wars are not my thing anyway right yeah i, I don't like the the big scale stuff um all too much but it's like numbers 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 yeah, I don't know. Let's like, wh wh where's the room for the theory crafter there? You know, it's like it's all already decided. It's me, it's gonna be me and it's me and it's all day. So it's like whenever you, I like, I was got excited for special gaps, shit. But, right, I, I, I agree. know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like we we played around with ideas all the time, and that's the fun part. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I picked my battles. I really did. Uh, after fountain, um, and then the first, I don't know couple of months i guess uh like i really picked my battles and uh, you know i think we did a decent job and it was it was good that we had like a, such a deep fc team like that you know someone like me can just like fall out and um, just pick the, his battles and like everyone else can like kind of you know, keep on moving a little bit more and you know i was so surprised when shines like started like started uh forming fleets like daily all the time or twice a day or three times a day whatever yeah, i was, took right it was fucking was crazy, like crazy. Was, yeah yeah was i was amazing. like dude i thought you were burned out too like what are you doing you're, <laughs> you're like, like you're embarrassing me <laughs> yeah yeah and i tried to to help him obviously like i always form like bomber fleets and like help him with like all kinds of stuff but um like holy shit he put up a pace i couldn't keep up with like oh my god and, um uh, how do you we were talking earlier about Jay identifying FC talent and, and, and just doing it in goons. How do you guys do that in initiative? Like, how do you, hmm. how do you pull someone up? You know, oh man, that's fucking hard to say. Like we have an FC structure, obviously, like it's probably similar to what you guys have, right? We just um, get sent people. They'll just be like, hey, John Oxfam's just reaching and be like, hey, this is the new edit guy. Where's the go over? Uh, can you give him like permission and some mumble and stuff? That's it? Well, you know we call it the initiative so we want to see some initiative right so mm -hmm. if someone says like i want to fc I'll, you know that i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that like the idea of being an fc but they don't understand like there's a lot of work and you know there's like pressure on there and you don't want to fuck up right um it's not just you know just liking to be an fc it's just not enough but um you know, when people take out fleets and they, you know, people have a good time. That's a good indication that dude is getting somewhere, right? And then attitude. I think what attitude. really builds an FC is when people start FCing because there's a need for it, not because they want yeah. to. I was just about to say that, Jay. I don't think 
I don't think wanting to be an NFC is like is at all indicative, and probably it's probably a negative indicator of if you'll be good at it. Yeah, you're um, probably right. That's that's where the best FCs come from, I think. Yeah, like I think every FC that's you know is in a major alliance or something, they they saw a need to do something yeah. because no one else was doing it, and they started just started doing it, and you know, five, six, seven years later, here we are. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I totally agree. Like it's it's not it's not you know. I I joined Eve and I want to be one, a famous great FC. It's, no. I saw a need and I <laughs> that dude is most certainly not going to be any FC, right? Yeah, in my experience like those guys who like if at least if they say it publicly, like if they're 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 just they're not they don't turn out to be good. Um, and I don't know exactly why that is. I'm not sure, but it, it it's it's been pretty apparent that. Wanting to be a great FC or, or joining to be a great FC is 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 the express way to not be a very good one. It's yeah. like uh, me doing DIY around my house. I watch like a couple of YouTube tutorials, but like, yeah, I got this. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Like a hundred dollars later, J- I've uh, had a Jay, did your house burn down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just wanted to tie those two together, even if it's not true at all. I had no hand in that. Uh huh. Um. Weren't you installing a new ceiling fan at the time? Did you tell me that? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think I think that the um, like the desire, like you said, the desire to fill needs, and like the, the problem is like it's not something where you can test one skill because I think being an FC requires a lot of a lot of different skills, and various FCs have them to various levels. Like you know like there's the actual fighting part but you're an entertainer as well like you know for how much UFC and Eve the actual fighting part is actually not a lot of the percentage of time a lot of it's you know just hanging out with your fleet and making them have fun yeah. and so if you can't do that um uh you know then then what do you do um yeah and, and I, that, that's so so it's you can't say oh this person has this one skill they're going to be a great FC it's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, they run really fast, so they're going to be good at racing. You know, like, there's a lot more skills to it than, than just one thing. It's a really, and it's why you can't, like, nail down someone particularly, because I think it's, like, a holistic skills. Like, there's a bunch of skills, and, um, it, you know, it, it, it's you like, need to have a bunch of them. Yeah, I think, like, especially nowadays, we have so so much more of a focus of, like, like who's a team player rather than who's actually a good FC, right? Like, some people are like technically very well like knowledgeable and stuff and they can probably FC a Munin fleet perfectly, right? But mm-hmm. then they might not they might not be the team players and there's always gonna be fucking like you know, I don't wanna I wanna don't <laughs> I don't wanna name names, but you know, I know we had FCs before and you guys had at least one FC uh, you know, that you know, left, got kicked, whatever. Um you know, might be capable but there's always going to be some drama, some stress, like taking other people's fleets, like going too long, leaving, um, like, you know, doing other stuff that, like, you know, that wasn't really the plan and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there's always going to be like, how much is that worth? Like, is that FC, the skill-wise, is it is it worth having all that drama in your FC team? And usually yeah. the answer is no, right? I mean, we still have John Hartley, right? He's he's in chat, so I, I feel I feel fine insulting him. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about John. I know you weren't. I know you weren't. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that there is there is a level of like, if you're a very good FC, you can get away with with more than you can 
you know, if you're if you're like not a good one. Um, so like th- it, it's sort of like, you know, you see this in sports where you got like the diva athlete who is, you know, you know, just causing lots of problems. But boy, he could score goals. Right. Like, so they just yeah. keep them. They're going to they're not going to get rid of him. And, and that's true. what I've seen, too, like there you will put up with more from but someone who's usually... good at delivering. But there is a limit to it. Yeah, in football, I like, I should say soccer, I guess, right? It's usually not the team that wins the World Cup, right? It's not the star player, usually. Like, it really isn't. It's usually the better team, right? Um, Do you say uh, John Hartley's our Paul Gascoigne, then? I actually don't have a clue. Yeah, Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. uh, Soccer player in the 90s that uh, was very, very good. You know, had a bit of an issue with the press. Um, I won't go that <laughs> reference. It's weird. Let's move on. Yeah, no, it's good. You know what's funny, Jay? I was thinking about earlier. I was like, you know, the thing about Jay is he's a really funny guy. But if you put him in a fleet and you're just like, be funny, he would just totally seize up. <laughs> um, but he's like, <laughs> but he's such right. a good counterpuncher. Like if you just if you just get Jay in a conversation, a normal conversation, he'll just drop something on you that's hilarious. But if you if you if you wanted him to just like to like do a stand up routine, it would not go very well. Um, and I was just thinking thing. about Jay's a really funny guy, but he's definitely a counter puncher. Um, you know who's really good at like being funny, and it might just be his best ability as an FC. Is that the PGL? I think so. You think he's a really funny guy? No, it's not. Like I think he has that. Uh, like he's kind of like so when he rages at people. Mm-hmm. He can do that because it's kind of funny, right? It's Most other FCs, where it's, it's got to the point now. I think where he knows that he's if, a parody. If he, you know, if he bigs himself up, yeah, he'll, he'll go on Reddit or whatever, and he can have a laugh about it. But yeah, yeah, do you I guys think, think he's like, yeah. like important for being a good FC. Hmm. Yeah, right. you know what? I think it might just be a key. Sorry, a key factor. Uh, for up and coming FCs, if they, um, you know, if people like respond to the voice well, I guess, right? So it's probably, it probably helps at the beginning very much, yeah. And probably having a bad one is worse, right? Like having one that's hard yeah. on the ears, grating on the ears is probably, it's probably more it's of like a negative. Uh, than, let's stick yeah. to audiobooks, right? If, if, if the, the, I care what the story is, if the narrator's bad, then I'd rather not. But... Um, yeah, I think it and... is. Yeah, I mean, Shine says that delicious Scottish accent, so we really Scottish. appreciate his voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what do you What do you guys think about FCs who are uh, who are like really good at one thing and, and and like, but they don't they're not they're not an overall like a full package, but they they're really strong in one particular area. Because I think those things are really vital to having a good FC roster. You need to have people you know who can what? do. Yeah, I would count me in that in that category. I'm not well, good at FC Munins or anything. I was going to make a somewhat jokey jab and say that's what the hostels call Panda. You know, he lost his Dutchman yeah. boost. They're not wrong. They're not wrong, guys. Like, I don't take offense at all when they say like a Panda sucks at Munins or whatever. Like, I do. I never fly Munins. Why would I be good at it? Right? It's all about like I would argue though. Maybe that's an ego again, right? I would argue if I would put my mind to it and would just fly Mutants all day, yeah, I'd become a decent Mutant FC, right? Oh, I'm sure you would. Like, but for sure. 
do I have the desire to be a good uh, Munich FC? Not really. <laughs> it's like it doesn't look fun at all, really. Like, did you did, did you someone in uh, the comments mentioned about the the uh, Pappy comments about how Imperium have no good bomber FCs? Man, and that happened timing, like a week right? before you and Alice just annihilated yeah, 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 like yeah, annihilated yeah. their fleets i mean like, also multiple times in a row the fc chat episode before that bomb run you know who uh -huh. i had on chosu and siku we talked about bombers okay. right and yeah. then I, and then i tried to convince them that you know there are ways still because after the you know obviously the the warp formations stuff to like to yeah. bomb stuff in a fight that's gone on fucking tough especially the big ones because there's bubbles everywhere right like you you, like yeah. you you can't really get anywhere and the only chance you had at the uh, before that was at the beginning when they warped in right and that's gone but uh, the relative warp opens some stuff up and we were talking about that and i was like but there's other ways too right there's like certain spots where people still bunch up and i said on the gate right <laughs> it's like that's that's the only way really where you can like really do a, a ton of damages on the gate and then like i don't know a couple of days later the whole stuff happened right and you know credit to um to alice who actually enabled those bomb runs uh, entirely right like without Alice, literally without Alice bomb runs, the other bomb runs would have gone into nothing, probably. Like you yeah. never know with the servers, but you know. So uh, he's been practicing. I remember it was a couple of weeks ago now. He was practicing his bush bombing. Every day he'd do it for about six or seven hours, just him and his alts, just bush bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice is insane, dude. He's so good at it too. Like he's just like he's one of those people who like really appreciates their craft, right? Um, I, I'm actually kind of disappointed. I was thinking about the formations because I have like a what I think is a really good plan for formations, and it, it doesn't work when you have to guard the gate and scram people jumping in. Like, and we since formations came out, that's essentially only fights we've had is guarding a gate and scramming the people who jumped in. And so I've never been able to use it. But I have actually been kind of surprised at how little people have used formations other than just sort of like an anti-bomb warpin. No one's used relative formation at all um, as I a you know, tactical advantage. What's that? I did use it for bomb runs, the relative formations. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't know that because that, that, I think that's one of the ways <laughs> you can totally like make bomb runs sort of OP is relative formations and warping them in that way. Yeah, did it but, work? Yeah, it did work the way I wanted it. But obviously, you know, big fights, the, the big disadvantage you have with the formation stuff and with the um you know with minions anyway if you bomb them and they realize oh shit this is actually scary they can still warp off most of the time um yeah it's like it's very hard That's to wipe shit out yeah it's like adc and warp still gets most people out it really does but uh, yeah the relative formation like in small of it there's a certain size but i think they're really effective yeah Two people yeah. in chat have asked, like, what do I think or what do we think about the uh, initiative deployments? Were they helpful or not? I think they really were. I think they applied a lot of pressure to the enemy. And I was I was concerned that we, like, that essentially they had no incentive to go home, right? Like, you know, they didn't have a reason to go to want, ever want to go home because they they were never under attack because they literally blew the entire galaxy. And um, this they is where the I... They willpower. They could have stuck <laughs> this out for a lot longer. If yeah. Stuck around and like I found a yeah. way to entertain them. They could have. There was no reason for them to go home at all. 
this this ties into two points I've been, I've, I was I was talking about. I, I I would say you know wars have a limited um you know a limited shelf life in in, in Eve right like like people and and I was saying that it would only last um you know I was saying it would only last um uh, you know six to eight months because that had been what it happened before and like credit to them they stayed a lot longer than just about anyone else like you know when you say this is the longest hot war ever right that it takes two to tango right so they stayed longer than anyone else ever had before um but uh yeah i th- i thought that we i thought the initial deployments were really good because it, it forced them um and especially the command layer and this is where you don't get to ever see it really unless you have like really sort of inside information you don't get to see the the problems that that causes and the internal like sort of uh, anger and so i think as a line member it might be a little bit more uh a little bit less rewarding i should say because you don't get to see like them arguing in the back room um but that definitely happened and uh, I think the I think I think that's one of the reasons that I really like initiative as an independent entity. You know, there's always been people who are like in in, in goons have been like, oh, initiative. We should see if we can you know get them to join and and you know all this. And I'm like, no, no, no. We have a separate <laughs> FC structure. We have a separate group identity, and we have people who can do things differently than us. And that's really good. That's really good. It's not a negative. It's a positive. Um, yeah, I think so, people. Yeah, you know. I think people are always afraid that groups that are not entirely integrated they tend to at some point say like all right you know we're gonna do our own thing now goodbye right? yeah and you know i said it before i'm not making it a secret before the war and before anything like that happened i pushed hard to get us out of the imperium i don't like coalitions and that had nothing to do like we always like worked pretty well right we have like we found friends in imperium and this like it it's it's nothing against the imperium it was like it was just against coalitions in general right i didn't i don't like the idea of like the whole thing but um uh where was i going what was the point again i had the deployments so so um the deployments like in catch for example when we deployed to catch we really had the feeling you guys were under so much pressure with all those aspects all the time that we like we had to relieve that pressure a little bit, right? And yeah. I think we did that successfully, right? I think um, also we knew we we were probably in the Imperium the only group that could deploy fairly quickly without too much of a problem and get some stuff done. And it's almost like it's not easy to deploy, and you you know. And at this point, I want to give credit to the Papi guys too, right? They had to deploy not once, not twice. They deployed all constantly, right? Always moving forward and stuff. So deploy, deploy, deploy. It's not it's not always easy to deploy and then be effective on day one. It takes some time, right? You have to deploy and then there's gonna be like what? Half your group is moved. The next day there's another twenty percent moving and another couple like you know, you have to drag them all over. But what if you deploy and you fail at day one and it's not a good fight and stuff? The the rest that didn't move yet, they're like, mm, maybe I'm gonna wait a couple of days, maybe this is not even you know, kick off really at all and stuff you know so it's always tricky to get a deployment really going right especially if you deploy um where you expect to be outnumbered right which was the entire day idea like we we said earlier it wouldn't make sense to deploy somewhere to to drag less numbers like what are you doing then right i'm pretty excited for when this is aged enough and, and you know and we can start sharing some of the the funny insider stories that we know 
I'm sure everyone here has some stuff that they just can't tell even yet, but it, you know, there's going to be a lot of great stories that come out in three months, six months, whatever it, it is. And, and I always like one of the fun things is when you know these stories and you're in fleet and it's like two years after the fact and you've kind of, you know, it's in your head, but you've just, you never, you know, you've forgotten about it. And someone in, in fleet says something that like, you know, jogs your memory and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, during this, you know, this war, let me tell you the story about what happened. And it's always funny that you can like sort of fill time and, and, uh, and give your guys something to, you know, to, to enjoy uh, after the fact. Like, uh, during the, the YZ9 uh, fight that we were talking about earlier, the Enho one, we were super worried because they, uh, they had to be in a specific spot, roughly, in space. Yeah. And they started fighting on the other side of the fort, and we were like, fuck, we need to drag them to the other side. Yeah. And we, we, we were able to, like, that was yeah. the, uh, we were able to, like, pull them to where we wanted them to drop, and then they did, and we're like, oh, perfect and you know the rest of the story but that like i like i said that personally that was probably like the best executed plan we've ever done and and um it was it was it was it was it was a pleasure to be involved with um we we i think yeah i sorry guys my obs is my obs is breaking i don't know what's happening um, it shows my Eve client in Super. Now we're Trend. seeing the Eve client. This uh, is where we see. This is where we see a panda. All the secrets. Like, like something secrets that. gonna drop out here. I tried. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oof. All right, it switched. Uh, nope, let nope, me try to. Nope. <laughs> let me try to fix this. I'll tell you a story, panda. Right, I was. Right. Um, all right. I think it's fixed. I'm I was still... on a reverse deployment once, and um, hey, there you go, and. There was this guy um, who I had a little, like a little, like concern about being a spy, but like I, I had no proof, and and um, we had a uh, we had a enemy stream of our staging, like on Twitch, and they just streamed our our reverse staging to Twitch, and I was I had the stream up, and the dude who was running the stream accidentally alt-tabbed to his client, and I was purple. It was like Asher Elias was purple. So his other client was in my fleet. Mm. And so I, like, screenshotted it and got the client, and I'm like, and so I, I gave it to the, to our counter-intel people, they're like, and they, they checked it out, they're like, yeah, this guy is definitely a spy. So, you know, we kicked him, you know, he was, and, and we found him out that way. And that was also like, it was pretty good. It was pretty good you know, introduction because he sent me the whole, like this whole sad story, you know, um, like, you know, I'm, I'm not a spy. Please let me back in. And like, he explained a bunch of stuff, told me about like bad stuff going on in his life and how, like how much my fleets meant to him and kept him happy and stuff really like went for the heartstrings and made me feel really bad. And then, you know, and I felt terrible. And I, I was like, I, I was like wondering the whole, like the whole time I'm like, did I like, I must've made a mistake here. And like, I, I, I felt really bad about kicking the guy out. Even, even though I'd seen like this proof, I still felt bad um, because, you know, he had a, he had a convincing reason why it was, I don't even remember, but um then about two years later, like our counter intel guys, like when they trusted me more, like I was in the counter intel room and like I asked them about it, 
and they showed me <clears throat> this incontrovertible proof that he was, you know, this character from this alliance. Um, like, you know, just a hundred percent. And it was it was really eye opening that like the the links people will go to 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 spy on Eve and, and just to lie and trick you. Uh, yep. because all all the stuff he had said was just absolutely false. And I had felt bad for two years about it. Uh and nope, he was he was absolutely a spy and he was absolutely just lying to try to get back in. Yeah, you know what? Every morning waking up and putting on the Jamesingness mask, but here I am doing it every day. <laughs> here you are. Dude, for years now. <laughs> for years. You like oh. you can be too fast to ban people or kick people though, right? Like NC, for example, they're super quick with it. Yeah. And I, I love telling that story. There's that one guy who's now an edit, actually. That's so funny about it, right? He's, it's Lachdanan Immo, right? He, now he yeah. can laugh about it, but he got kicked from his alliance. He just switched recently from another Panther alliance to NC. And then he got kicked out of the blue. And they just said, yeah, well, you're, you're Pando's spy. And he's like, what? What the fuck? And then he convos me like, what did you do? And he thought, I've got, like, it's me. Like, I, he thought I did this to him, right? He thought, like, the evil fucking Pando. He uh, got him kicked and, like, made him his spy or whatever. Like, But I didn't do anything, right? So turns out their uh, counterintelligence team kicked him because he had a similar IP to mine. And I think they got that my IP from... Uh, uh, what was the Reddit? We sold the Reddit mod sold it to him. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I don't know where they got it from. But I think what, what's the uh, Dirk? What's his name? I forgot what's his name. Dirk something show dude. Yeah, Not don't talking don't go to any things where they can grab your IP because they'll yeah. they'll uh, totally. Well, well, I you know you know, but I did that one time shortly before that happened so i'm guessing that's where they had my ip from and this they kicked him because he had a similar ip yeah he's german and he's like like he lives like not too far from here so yeah i guess that's why right there was one and, that yeah. happened during this war um i don't remember what group it was it was some group I don't, like smaller ish group and they made this big post about was it was it NSH? I don't remember. Rocket X. Yeah, I think that's oh, it. Yeah. They that's made this big one. post yeah. about like how they'd burned this in it spy in yeah, their group. It wasn't even. And a spy. I was like, I was like, first of all, I'm like, no offense to it. You guys don't have the greatest spy organization in the world. So I'm like, I don't <laughs> think they would have a spy in that group. Like they might have a spy in Test or NC, we but they wouldn't have, have a spy have in that group. Again. Why? Like and. Um, so I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And then I'm like, this whole story doesn't add up. And, um, and I'm like, so I checked to see if he's one of ours, not one of ours, like not one of goon spies. So I go to shines. I'm like, shines, <laughs> Chines, check like, out nope, this post. Is that. this your guy? This is not because like, he would tell me if he's <laughs> like, no, this is not our guy at all. But you know, the problem with that thing is, is that that guy is forever tarred. If he doesn't like, if he doesn't re-roll his character, um like he they're not gonna let him like people are gonna see that and they're gonna just there'll always be this concern he'll never be allowed to be you know a top fc a top anything by any group because there'll just always be this thing in the back of their mind maybe he was a spy you can never be for sure and when, so when you throw out an accusation like that you're actually ruining someone's eve career you can um, yeah yeah and, and so saying that like uh, like not knowingly which is why for other amongst other reasons we don't like publicize spies that we get we just kick them out and we you know we do our best not to let them back in but yeah. it, it was it was it was pretty unfair 
Um, to a corporate HR meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I like Shine City comboed Rocket X to try to help the guy. Yeah, so, Why would Rocket X believe you though if he really thinks yeah, that's true? You know what? I convoed when the NC guys got, uh, guy got kicked. Um, I convoed Killer B. I was like, dude, that guy's not my spy. You're kicking the wrong dude. Like, I feel sorry for the guy because he's like, dude, like, I just got kicked and I know how it feels after getting banned. CCP. I don't know. It feels when you suddenly get like ripped out of your group, right? It's yeah. it's fucking weird. And so I feel sorry. I felt sorry for the guy. I was like, well, I mean, Killer B is like, like I always talk to to him, and he's like always like a solid guy, actually. So I just come with him, yeah. like, dude, you made a mistake. Take that info. Do whatever you want with it. And like he actually asked those guys and then told me like, yeah, well, I, I think they just kicked him because of the IP thing, but he doesn't know for sure. And they really wanted him uh, kicked. So he got kicked. And that's the thing is like for Eve, I mean, in Eve, a lot of these, you know, you know, shines there. Yeah, sure. People, hop on. A lot of people like that. That's like, that's an important part of their friend group, their social circles, right? Like that's their, that's their, um, you know, they're they have they're sometimes their support group, sometimes the people they share their their down moments with, you know. <clears throat> we had a guy yesterday who, you know, not not too much older than me, his wife just suddenly passed in the night, like unexpectedly. And he was just sharing like, you know, his grief with us and he had a goal in Eve he wanted to accomplish. Um and so we we, we helped him do it. And like that was I, I I I heard on that fleet there were a lot of people you could hear there were tears in their eyes. And I was very affected by it. And I went on Merkel Chin's stream and you could see there were tears in his eyes because, you know, these people are important to us. So if you rip someone out of that group, like you're yep. ripping that away from them. It's, that's not fair. Yep. I've gone full, uh, I don't know what the word is. What is the word, Jay? I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna make like an alt-right joke, but I know how. <laughs> I don't know how I would feel about that. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get us all back. Full circle joke now with What up, Shines? Sorry, so I just wanted to go over the in its fighting, the Gideon dude that got kicked from uh, RC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a few days before that happened, I get this conversation on Discord from this guy that I had been talking to on and off over the over a couple of months. He was asking for help in Providence and all these different things. And I said, look, if you get us wormholes, you know, we'll come help uh, against um, Purple Helmeted Warriors or someone at the time. But I never heard anything from him. And then all of a sudden he says, hey, dude, I'm really fed up in RC. Uh, would you like an FC chat relay? And uh, Pando probably knows this, but I don't, I don't say it all. I don't really like the spy thing. It's kind of cool to have intel on the bigger groups. But, you know, the smaller groups, I, I really have less than zero interest in getting any information on them because we're already a big enough group, all right, at the minute. So it just, it doesn't, like, I don't need it. And I said, I just said to him, like, I, you know, I don't really have any interest in an RC spy relay, uh, you know, but thanks very much. And I left it at that. And then Rocket X post come out uh, a few days later where he has irrefutable proof that this was an in it spy. And when I talked to him, he says, well, we, we know you already have a spy relay. I'm like, we don't have a fucking spy relay. Why would you think that? And he's like, well, So you... they, they like catfished you? They tried I to think like, so. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. And because I turned it down, they blamed this guy. And I know it was stupid, the convo, but like, I just felt so bad for the guy because he wasn't the fucking in it spy. 
we just I literally had no interest in having oh. a spy in RC. So, so they they message you saying, well, if he if he turns it down, it means they have a spy relay. Yeah, yeah and if exactly. he yes, it means they want a spy because who wouldn't want a spy in RC? It's a really important group. We'd love to have a spy in there, right? Yeah. But I mean, in it has been played with spies. Like I I reckon that there are a lot of old time spies in it that we're just never going to get rid of. And that's something yeah. we've had to deal with like throughout the years, right, Pando? Yeah, well, you know my take on it. Like, I yeah. always pushed for CEOs to get their fucking uh, shit together and, you know, really clean up their, their stuff. But you know how it is with old corps. They're always like, well, I know this guy from real life. I've seen him once. And then this guy, like, he has been in, a, in corp for so and so long. He's inactive, but he has all the access to all the, like, stuff and all that, you know. But uh, they ne- they're never willing to kick anyone. They just trust everyone because they, they have been there for like two years. And they never clean up their place. It's so annoying as an FC, especially when you hunt a lot, right? Like, you know, obviously I like to hunt. And then you ping and then you see all my own ping relays, right? I ping and then I see a reaction of four other pings like, oh, in it is forming kickies, everyone goes safe. Red. It's go so red. frustrating. <laughs> like, oh, you know. And then, to watch though. Like, uh, we'll get some intel. Like, you'll be like, "Hey, if we find a wormhole, can you, uh, can you form?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure." And then you'll see your ping, and then we'll just see like all these relays come up of handos uh, forming. Everyone put your roll calls. Yeah, uh, man, that is it is hilarious, and like that is really what 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 will happen is you'll be like, "Yeah, yeah you'll yeah, ping that you're forming." The thing is, sometimes like we don't know what happens because we don't have an initiative ping relay. So like, we I don't know what your ping pings relay. are, right? So like, everyone would just ping right at once, and then like someone would be like, "Oh yeah, Pando ping that he's forming." Like, oh, that makes a lot of more sense now. We get it. We do have a goon ping relay because you guys use Jabba of all things, right? Yeah, it's like are you guys on Discord. It's safe as you 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 laugh when Discord goes down and no one can ping their fleets anymore. Yeah, Discord has an outage. Wow, that's rare, everyone's though. like uh. It's happened like it happened once or twice this war, I think, where Discord has gone down and just no one's been able to ping. But we uh, we send a text to everybody if that happens. Time to get in fleet. I mean, the problem with Discord is like conference call. I use Discord and it's obviously it's very convenient, but it is it is absolutely unsecure. Um, and you know, and also you have no administrative controls almost at all. So it's uh, I know people know it like like it because it's convenient, but um. You know, if you're trying to beat spies, uh, Discord is not the way to do it. To be fair, if we kicked spies, we'd lose half. We'd lose half our logic wings. So <laughs> that's the one thing I always say is like, I don't really care so much about spies as long as they're useful spies. If you I know, am. If you if you're on the links, then I, you can be a spy all you want. I am joking to our logic pilots. Anyway, I'm going to drop out. I just wanted to add the part about uh, we're way over combo. time anyway. So I'll see you guys. Thanks. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it does. It does. But it always does whenever I have you on, right? Like we always like get talking and be like, "Oh shit!" Like, you know. I, I, I listen. I, I am, I'm loquacious. I'm a bit of a talker. Jay, you have to sort of draw him out a little bit. But me, I'll just, I'll just go on. I, if you I let know. Me. I know. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing for like no, NFC it's to, perfect. to be talking of. But like there, there are like people. I do occasionally feel bad for those people with no chatter because they're not really getting a lot of. Uh, uh, like a lot of uh, respite in my fleets if they're in no chatter. Oh, dude, we had a uh, we were doing a fleet the other day. I think it was Monday, Tuesday, I think. And uh, we were bashing a fleet, and we had like dreads and everything. So it's like 300 people in the channel, 
and Boat joins Command Channel. Oh no! It went from like two sixty in regular comms to like ninety instantly, no chatter. <laughs> People were like, "For fuck's sake, we've got the whole war without Boat, and now he comes back during the bashing phase." <laughs> <laughs> I could make this go a lot longer if you want, Pando. I could just we could just start talking about if hacks are good for the game, you know, and really get into that if you like. Uh, well, well, well. I mean, I I got time. Uh, let let me have a look on my list. What do we What do we not check off on my list? Actually, a lot of it. I feel like well, at least we didn't we go in skip order. back and forth. It was crazy, but uh, yeah. I, I think uh, you, we did mention, most of the you did that. mention PGL's like rock solid plan that Quirius is the gateway to defending Delve, and how he had a secret plan that could never be broken into. You have that in there, so I thought I thought that was a good topic. Yeah, like I just like like so I wrote down all the regions, right, and then one point on every region at least, like what we could talk about. And then Quirius, yeah, key to defending Delph is Quirius the key to defending Delph? What do you think? Is he right? No, no, <laughs> like no, <laughs> I don't like. There's no secret like plan. There's no there's there's, um, I mean the key the key to defending Delph, right? is either do what we did or you know and the key to assaulting delve apparently for them is to have three times our numbers like that's 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 apparently the key like like uh i'm i would be really happy to give some simulation where pro god has to defend Quirius with his secret plan against three times the numbers and just watch what happens because i have a pretty good idea that i know exactly what will happen um yeah so my point is always like there's npc space in the middle of delve right so if someone really wants to like they could they could stage a ton of subcaps out of NPC stations too. Like it's not like it's impossible to get around it, right? And then sure. if you commit all to Quirius, like I mean, I see the point, right? So his point is probably like, oh yeah, you stage in like let's say I'm not sure if I I didn't check the ranges, but I guess P dash Z is probably a good spot where you can reach um 49 dash so you cover that gate to catch and then you um you reach all the systems where people could get in from the outside with a titan bridge right so and then you just jam all the systems that are in range to let's say iridia or um is it a different region or is it really right no yeah yeah iridia. is it yeah um Common. and then yeah is it can it already i think yeah so oh, yeah, you're right. like if you want to bridge from any npc regions right all the systems you can reach in queries need to be jammed and then you need to have a position where you can get there fast if people want to get it unjammed right so i get that point of view but i think i'm not sure if that's realistic i don't think it is realistic because like what if you no, get hit on, on two sides there right like it's like you you committed in queries then and it's the same reason it's my he's my favorite FC is because of these plans. Like you know, he's so sure they'll work that he will try to implement them, and that's what makes it fun. Like I I, I love that, um, and I think that I think that you know, there's there's the the probably the least uh, attackable region in the game is the drone lands. There is no NPC space. There's Very no true. short jump in. Like there, you have to gate into it. And so, if you control the entire drone lands, it, it, assaulting it is 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 a, a very hard task because you're all in range of almost every, it's the fact that it all sits on top of each other multiplies the advantage. Yeah, 
Um, and when, like, if it's true, I'm not sure I didn't check if that's actually confirmed or not, that a test is moving to, um, to drone. Outer passage. Is it yeah, outer, passage? outer passage? Yeah, yeah they, it's like they the, said so in a, the back end of the fucking of drone and yeah. too, right? They're so going test as far is away next. from us as they possibly can. They're, they're probably like, test is next. Well, you have to go through hard and uh, slice or whatever is in the way first, and then you can go to test. <laughs> it's interesting it's that, um, that no one's actually mentioned this, I don't think, or many people. The but what they're thing? not. Pappy isn't actually breaking up. They're just moving somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that, the Pappy Coalition is like Tester going to be living with with Pantam now. So essentially, I mean, Legacy is kind of dying. Yeah, it's like the only <laughs> breakup is going to be Legacy, but everyone yeah. else is going to stay together and just be best friends forever. Yeah. Blue for the whole universe. And I think Horde Brave are going to query, uh, not Quaris, uh, Gemini. Someone scammed them into living in Gemini, which is adorably cute. Is that true? Are there going to be a meat shield for Horde? I think so, yeah. I think, uh, don't yeah. I don't know if I'm leaking like something I should be, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, you've already leaked. Shine's no, shine's no, so yeah. But the breaking up of Papi, you know, that's that's the thing why I was like so disappointed by the whole thing at the start that I tried to, you know, get across too, like at the very beginning. When I went to those taking uh, talking in stations episodes, that like they didn't understand the chances of them actually splitting up, and they might have thought actually that they're gonna split up at the end and stuff, and they might still do it. But how long is it gonna take, right? I like, I don't think they'll split up. I think it's gonna be like a hey, we'll reset you, but you can live in outer passage, but we won't shoot your rule calls or your yeah. moons or your souls. I, uh, I, I don't, simply... dude. I'm, I'm still. I'm sorry. I'm still. They're Braves going to Gemini. I think they're going independent. Did Gobbins finesse Dunk into being his meat shield? Is that what happened? Uh, I'll find the thing now. Give me a second. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, Gemini is not a bad spot for Brave, though. I gotta say, if you think about it, Gemini is not a bad spot for Brave because what I think they fucked up or like fucked up, like it was a sl- slight mistake, was to split up their stagings with catch and impasse and then have that massive care bear side and impasse and then only have some active guys and catch that's a pro god villy thing like they really believe in the split staging and it's it's a like and chump clone deployments it's it's terrible it's it's they it's been shown over and over to be awful and they still believe in it i don't know why but um i think that was i think that that was the influence of pgl and billy maybe maybe but now if they do it right and geminate you're close enough to jitter so like you'll have plenty of people roam into your space and you know create some content and that's what newbies i mean they technically still want to be brave newbies right that's what they need right some content to fight and stuff and you know undock and you know you have something in space and something going on and i think they completely missed out on that in ge and impasse because impasse is just too far and they like there was no content to be had there and then yeah. those few guys in, in ge they might have had some funny in there and i visited a few times and we had some good fights there not gonna lie sometimes it always depends on the fc some of their fcs their new fcs they're willing to to give it a shot and then you know whip a couple canes and uh you know call it a day and it's like yeah that's what you should be doing right but um, maybe Geminate is a good call for them because it's like it's a good spot. People can reach it. It's not far from Fraternity. So, um, you know, 
people that end up filamenting into fat space, they're probably going to be like, yeah, might as well go to germinate. And, you know. Why are I sending actions? The wall of text ping me so now. Oh, okay, I'll check it out. Um, I think, um, yeah, there's no way I can read this <laughs> while we're doing this. But um, I think that sort of interesting thing is going to be, you know, who has to rebuild here i think test as an entity is is done they lost their titan fleet you know um they lost all their space they're going to be under uh horde skirts for the foreseeable future in a not particularly good part of space and they're going to lose their alliance or a large majority of it um legacy is already looking like most of the people in legacy are already looking for other other things other pastures right um goons and initiative took uh, Bastion and TNT. I don't want to leave anyone out, but yeah, everyone in the Imperium took a, uh, a a huge hit as far as infrastructure destroyed, um, ISK spent, and um, and we're going to have to rebuild that and repay it. So there's a lot of a lot of outlays ahead, right? Um, Frat has expanded into space that's unassailable. And they've got themselves several pockets of of space that are not near NPC stations. Um, so they seem to come out, and they didn't lose many Titans. They seem to come out of this war pretty well. Uh, Horde has done well. They didn't lose any space. They lost very little infrastructure. They didn't spend a lot of money to fund this war, so they're not going to repay a bunch. They did lose a lot of Titans, but um, I think they've managed to mostly replace those. NC is in sort of a weird position where they lost some Titans, they lost no space, but um, I have a feeling, this is not based on any intel or anything, just my gut feeling, I have a feeling that Vince and Gobbins don't really see eye to eye, and maybe don't like each other. Uh, I don't know that's that sure. feeling. I mean, you don't have to read between the lines that that's the case, right? I mean, right. I mean, me, I don't know. I think Gobbins... He is probably one of the easier guys to talk to in that group of FCs or leaders, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to have that massive ego that gets in the way, right? I think he's like willing to entertain certain ideas and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, may, um, you know, maybe there is not even that big of a problem with those two. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, so I think yeah. from that list, and then PL, I mean, they're... A B raging with stuff it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um I think out of that group, Frat and Horde have positioned themselves the best. Test is obviously the worst. Um Legacy Alliances are a mixed bag. Um Imperium is morale wise in a great position, but it's gonna have to spend time rebuilding. Um and then the wild cards to me are NCPL uh, and the legacy alliances, what will they do? And could there be some big movement in EVE based on realignment? This is the natural time for realignment. In the next three months, a lot of things are going to change. So the landscape we've known for the last five years is going to dramatically shift. And we're going to have a new EVE landscape uh, with a lot of unexpected stuff that we, won't, we wouldn't have called. And it'll be weird, <laughs> you know, but uh, we're going to have, you know, what we knew for the past five years is not going to exist anymore. And how we adapt to that will, will determine, you know, how well our next half decade goes. So like, there's two things I want to say. So first, 
like so when the puppy guys they're all moving into space close to each other like just fighting wise content wise they're all going to be neutral to each other at some point right if you leave them alone they'll see it. like you can't just be blue to everyone and and expect your guys to be like oh great we can't shoot anyone Beside right. the guys in Delph, who we fought for like 13 months and we get like dumpstered by supers and titans or whatever, right? Um, so that's not going to fly. So they're going to be neutral to each other and, and then, you know, play the whole like, look, we are completely disbanded. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly what we wanted to do. That's what they're going to say, right? Right. Yeah. While if there's a serious threat, oh, yeah, obviously we're going to see if we got some friends and we've got some old friends called Papi, right? Suddenly Papi's a thing again, right? Just saying it right now, that's exactly how it is and will always be, I think. Um, but then another thing we talked about, uh, Brave, um, I do. I just did wonder if Wait, Brave... It says we are grouping in West, regrouping in Western Gemini. We have agreements to do this and begin a new path for us. This will not be our forever home. This is just a regroup location. Yep. So when it comes to Brave, I wonder, we don't have too much against Brave. I mean, they did shit talk a lot. Like they have some from, yeah. like for, for a group called Brave Newbies, they certainly have a, a lot of shit talkers whenever you show up to, uh, you know, fight them and stuff. But in general, like we don't have a problem with Brave. Like we I, would I probably think, let them yeah. regroup wherever they want really right like we i think from our side that. there is more of an issue with brave i think especially mittens that has a lot of enmity towards them right now because like we have tried over the last six years to offer them a place to stay like you know <laughs> to try to get them away from like pl just hunting them forever and they have just put their fingers in their ears and just just ignored it or told us to you know f off and then like after this to, to join up with these groups who are like like when when we found out that that test was not giving them any cut of the TTT, like <laughs> they get value like, though. What the fuck are you talking they get about? Value. Yeah, they're getting a ton of value. Like imagine if we didn't give initiative what what you know what was taken from. Well, you you know I'd be fucking going yeah, off. I mean, <laughs> rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. If if like, if you were like Asher, what's the deal here? We're like, and I'm like Pando. Think about all the value. That that we've given yeah, you yeah. over we've the years. We got an SFP. Yeah, if you have a right. Loose, like, like, like when I found that out, that they're basically just being absolutely cucked by these dudes, and then they attack us like this. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with your assessment, Pando. That we don't have any problems with with Brave. We have problems with Brave. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was very happy to see that Dunk finally got the CEO keys. And I think yes, if, I, Dunk, if Dunk made yeah. a few changes, like. There's this weird policy that they don't kick AFK people. So, like, I mean, for example, me, uh, I'll tell you a story. Uh, I think I actually did a deployment to, where was it, Catch, Curse, like, yeah. seven or eight months ago. And you're doing Macarials, and there are all these mm. cheap Macarials in Brave staging itself. <laughs> this so is I, great. I just bought them all on my spy, undocked them one by one from their keep stuff with like 200 other Brave watching me, and just dropped them in a safe spot for, for Ash's fleet. They had. They, they, they never had... took that character until yesterday when I was. When I walked stay uh, a freighter on the YC9 keep star. <laughs> what the fuck? They'd had a, they'd had a Macarial doctrine and they got rid of it during the war. So there were Macarials for like like 400 billion, or I'm sorry, million, 400 million, like just way under like even build cost. Um, 
And so I just brought a fleet of like 25 dudes in pods <laughs> and Jay's spy just bought it, undocked, warped to us, ejected. One of our pods hopped in. He warped back to the station, bought another one, <laughs> undocked, warped it to us. So we came in in 20 pods or 25 pods and left in 25 Macarials. And then just like, there was no one, no one even cared. But if they kick all these AFK people they've got in their alliance, I think they'll be in a lot healthier place and they can't hide behind the fact that Oh, we've got thirteen thousand characters, or whatever. You know, if they drop down to two, three thousand characters, then you know that's how people, things. People will look sometimes. at them differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. The, the, a thirteen thousand character alliance is a serious alliance, like a like a major player. A two or three thousand one is like you know a valuable ally, but they're not the same thing. They're different. Well, I same. think if they someone look up how many chats we've got. I think you guys have six thousand, right? <laughs> I don't know. Might be maybe five. If they sort out some of their FC problems as well, then I think they've been a really good spot. And I'd, I'd actually like to have Brave in the game at that point, where it's like, yeah, that's a good entity to have in the game. All right, we have four. Now I think they're a little bit toxic. There you go. Sh- Shat- I think Shattered Armor is a big, huge negative for them. Um, for the first I, time I, we were listening to him speak, we were yes. like, wait, is this just PGL? It's it's like it's like PGL talking one octave higher is Shattered Armor. They have the exact same intonation, style of speech. He's just his, his voice is just a little higher than PGL's, but like we weren't sure <laughs> we weren't sure that it wasn't actually PGL, especially because of how toxic he is. Like we thought maybe he was PGL is also FCing on a different character in uh, in Brave. Yeah, you know I didn't I don't want to talk about the whole headliner thing on Reddit or whatever. I, mean, I, I mm. care too much. But when like your FCs are toxic, it's not good. You know, it might you might just get away for, uh, with it for a long time. But overall, in general, it's not good. It. Uh, I think I think there's also like a difference. You can have a person who's sort of a toxic person, right? Like in your in your group, but they like, you know, as long as it's an optional, it can't be your like one of your main FCs. If there's a guy who's just like a, like a like a little bit, you know. A guy who like yells at the fleet about bringing two dictors or whatever, and he's not your main FC. I think it's a lot different when that's a totally optional thing. First, like you have to go on this fleet because this is the main defense fleet for our staging. You know, that's I think that's different too. Um, because people can vote with their feet then. Yeah, and I I, I don't mean there there's certain levels of toxic that I think are just totally unacceptable. But I mean I mean just people who are like you know, let's call them short fused. I don't I have less of a problem with that. Um, that when they are an optional thing rather than oh this is my alliance's main fc yeah yeah i agree uh all right guys so we had two hours and 50 <laughs> it's usually one and a half hours hey. the conversation floats so nicely i didn't want to interrupt and i enjoyed it too much uh so it was a little selfish so we kept going yeah can, uh, can we see this video yeah i'll play the video at the end uh, nice. That's why that's why my OBS fucked up because you brought it up, Asher. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, before yeah. I forget that, so I switched to the like transition screen bullshit, and then everything got fucking stuck. And whoever wants to look at the video, like, there's nothing like that could have been leaked or whatever. Like, don't you worry. Um, but yeah, guys, if you have anything, any last words, then now's the time. And if you don't. I would say thanks for coming on. Yeah, shout out to his friend. And uh, 
Uh, I feel like I had the first, middle, and last words already. So thanks for having me. Yeah, and I hope we're going to work together for a long time and enjoy this game. And uh, everyone who is watching, thanks for hanging out. Um, thanks for the subs and uh, stuff, especially Lord Adderall. Uh, you like went a little crazy there. And yeah, guys, see you on the next one. And like I said, that video, like it was just a thrown together thing, but I just wanted to display the footage. I thought the footage was pretty good. You know, I had to stretch it a bit. All right, guys, see you around. Bye-bye.